What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Crimson Capsules, the longest second running. No, it's the longest, the longest episodic running program here on YouTube, whatever that is. And we are the last defenders of masculinity, all right, or men's issues uh, in general. All right, so appreciate y'all for being here. We got a great show today. We're going to talk about country singer Sam Hunt. I know a lot of you brothers, you know, you, you're not into country music. Shout out to everybody. I, I, I do listen to a little bit of CMT. All right, let, I just have to let you know. I listen to music. I love music. I'm a universal brother. All right, and already now the pro blacks think I'm shuffling. So let's go ahead and get into it. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All I have to say, it's not summer without a little Kenny Chesney. You know what I'm saying? It's not summer without a little bit of Rascal Flats around the building. You know what I mean? Shout out to the country music out here. And let me tell you something. The reason why I know a little bit of country is because I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit of rock and roll. All right. I'm a little bit of all of that stuff. And um, I've done a great video series breakdown, which I'm going to have to pull up again and repost on the most simpish music genres there is. All right. And I broke it down. And I gave you quite a bit, few examples. These are on my earlier days, some of my first years of doing YouTube videos. And I believe I came up with the most simpish music genre there is. And it is country music, hands down. All right. There's no more simping than in country, country music. All right. Country music will have your ass simping. All right. And the reason why is because everything, every song is about, you know, down on bended knee. All right. And all of this stuff. You think R&B music is bad. 90s R&B. Country music trumps it. Now, 90s R&B is bad, bad to the bone, all right? It's bad simping because if you take country music, if you take, I'm sorry, if you take 90s R&B music and you overlap it with the majority of people who listen to 90s R&B music, it wouldn't even make sense why they would believe anything that these people are saying, all right? Statistically, you can show that uh, the people who listen to 90s R&B overwhelmingly do not perform well and whatever that music is per, uh, perpetuating all right the divorce rate the marital rate the out of wedlock birth the, uh, the the amount of debauchery that comes in from listeners that listen to 90s r&b is ridiculous but it keeps the fantasy going all right so even the singers that show you um they're trying to show you what love is in 90s r&b they overwhelmingly are disastrous in relationships all right all of them almost all of them are disastrous all right so now when you get to Country music, the parallels, I mean, the music and the lifestyle overlaps, all right? Almost always it overlaps a little bit better than 90s R&B. As such, a lot of people will base their relationships off of these songs, you know what I mean? What's a little bit of Kane Brown, you know what I mean? A little bit of Kane Brown. Everybody believes and every woman believes they're going to get a little bit of Kane Brown in their life, you know what I mean? All right? And so, um, you know, they don't realize a lot of these country songs, you know what I mean? They usually have a message, you know, about the girl... Uh, like like your girl over there, uh, Carrie Underwood. I took my wheel of a four wheel drive. All right, it always messes up his truck. Lame, lame Brown. All right, I took my high heels to his twenty inch tires. All right, <laughs> why she always got to destroy your truck? All right, and I don't know if you know. Recently, the women that make songs they're overwhelmingly abusive songs. All right, and so. Uh, they're overwhelmingly the man always had to get 
his truck torn up. All right. Why, why they got to tear up his truck? And everybody, you go, girl, you tear up his truck. All right. You key up his, his four-wheel drive. All right. And so um, it overwhelmingly has that message. And it's a hidden message. So what they tell you is if you don't want your truck torn up, all right, don't sip. I'm sorry, sip. If you don't want your truck torn up, you got to sip. So we're going to talk about this guy, Sam Hunt, and country music. We're going to give country music the grilling today. You don't grill that ass. All right, and so um, I love that song. I'm just an old chunk of coal. Hey, here we go. But I'm going to be a diamond someday. I got to remember the rest of the song, all right? But I'm just an old chunk of coal. Yeah. Oh, listen, yo. But I'm going to be a diamond someday. All right, who sings that song? Anybody know, man? Hey, if Coach Gang got it, Coach Gang knows you got some uh, smart guys in here chunk of coal in the building who sings that song coaches country hits hey now i'm gonna come up with a country album that's really gonna let them go who knows who who sings i'm just an old country uh chunk of coal all right i can't remember his name you know i never gonna remember his name all right anyway but i'm gonna be a diamond today someday nah he wasn't the original one somebody says will wiz khalifa <laughs> all right look it up fast enough anyway man Let's get into the show. Let's do these super chats. I know the brother's like, damn, coach even knows. He knows some old country. Man, I go all the way back, man. I'll be back in the damn Alabama days. All right, I've been watching. I've been listening to country music a long time. <laughs> I don't think it's Hank, Hank Jr. Hank Williams. Anyway, man, the simplest music, but but let me just throw this in before we get into country music, because I already got R&B 90s. You know what the hidden simp music is? The most hidden messages in simp and, and music with the overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, because it's kind of a, what they do is they give you a, some red pill, but they get, they'll throw some simping in there. You know what the best, simp, not the, the most hidden simp music is that has the biggest hidden agenda? Hip hop music, hip hop. Hip hop music. Hip hop music is very much um, undercover simpish. And it's normally, yeah, John Anderson is definitely his name. I think it's John Anderson who does sing Old Chunk of Coal. But hip hop music, not only do they sneak in some simping, then what they do is the guys who preach all of that, I ain't the one, the one who get played like a poop butt. You know what they do? They be out there married behind your back. The women, the dude that be talking about big booties and all of that stuff and um, all of that stuff. All right. They ended up being married. OK, crazy, crazy. And then what will happen is they'll sneak in one of them simp music so they can sell some records. All right. To the women, bring the women in. Hey, listen, it's not a bad marketing strategy. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, they be in there telling y'all to chase hoes. Um, and then guess what? Y'all be out here chasing hoes and then they be out here married. OK, and you know what else they do? You know what these hip hop artists do? You know what they do? They don't let their kids listen to their hip hop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hip hop music, the, the dudes that are talking all of that stuff, they don't let their kids try to be rappers. How many second generation rappers are there? <laughs> How many dudes came up? It was like, I'm the son of this rapper. You know what I mean? No, you know what happens is these hip hop artists, Young Jeezy and the like, they get their money up and they selling y'all that hood stuff and y'all out there shooting each other. Meanwhile, they kids go to private school. <laughs> they get, 
They're like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Why they shooting? Why they, why they sitting there? Oh, okay, little Romeo, little Romeo. So they, what they do is, what they do is they got y'all out there uh, gangbanging. They got y'all out here chasing hoes. They got y'all out here running game. They got y'all out there, but they kids going to private school. They like, don't listen to nothing I said on that song. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, it's crazy. So, yeah, it is what it is. Hey, listen, um, I'm not the first one to notice this, but I want you guys to know hip-hop music is the World Wrestling Federation. I'm just letting you know. This is how I look at hip-hop music. I don't believe a word. I don't believe one single solitary word them brothers be saying. All the way down to the blingy bling, some of them be getting defrauded. Some of them don't wear real jewelry. None of them boos got money, all right? Very few of them got money, money like that, all right? If they do, it's going to be short, short money. I don't believe they did anything they said in their records, all right? Nothing. And I don't believe they getting hoes. Some of them, most of them dudes paying for 304s, okay? Most of them dudes paying for 304s, paying top dollar. And I'm going to just say, even Future is now coming out trying to admit, you know, he admitted in that one song, but now, I'm, you know, there's rumors going out that he's spending money on 304s like crazy. All right. So as long as you guys are talking about future, say she for the streets, but he paying them. Mm. Young Jeezy said exactly that. Yeah. Go, go look it up. So what we have to understand about hip hop music, Young Jeezy said exactly that. No, I don't want my kids out here living this. I think he, even T.I. T.I. who made a living talking about trap music. He raised his kids, try to raise them on a straight and narrow. Then he had his daughters out there getting um checking if that hymen is intact. OK, so. What we doing, man? You guys got to realize that hip hop is the World Wrestling Federation. I'm just letting you know. If you if you ever, you know, because I have people like, oh, you watch wrestling. You watch that fake stuff. No, no, no. If you listen to hip hop, you listen to the fakest music out there, bro. Fake, fake, fake. All right. But listen, I'm going to listen to that because the thumb. Doom, 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 doom. All right. Give me that thump. Give me that ignorant trap music. Give me that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Give it to me. All right. Put that in the whip. Boom, 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 boom. But it's just like me watching wrestling, right? It isn't to me, all right? Anyway, oh, man, it is what it is. Let's do these super chats and appreciate the brothers that already came in here. Uh-oh, I lost some. I always lose the early, early super chats. Oh, hell no. Now I didn't done it now. I wonder how I could get those back. I know I, maybe I didn't miss them. The first one I got is Swing Out Museum. So maybe that is the first one. Yeah, I'll be listening to that. I'll be listening to, you know who I listen to now? I like um, um, Lil Baby. I don't know what the hell he be talking about. But you know what? I always look up his lyrics and I was like, I think he's trying to make some sense here. <laughs> I was like, he actually saying something little that I thought. You know, and I'm like, damn, he sound like he just stumbling over it. Sound like she's not talking about anything. So let's get back to country music. But Lil, Lil Baby be actually making sense when you look up the lyrics. You'd be like, oh, yeah. And then you try to find it. It reminds me of when I used to listen to Bone Thugs and Harmony. I just say anything they said rhyme, rhyme with trigger. You know, it was like a double. It was a double letter, letter word. That's the secret. You know what I mean? Anything. Trigger the digger the dick with the digger the bigger the bigger the bigger the trigger the digger the digger. You know what I'm saying? That's basically how they got over on you. They took two syllable words and anything with I've been doing it, give it a trick of the big enough, take it a trick of the limited. You know what I'm saying? That's how they got over on y'all. They just took those words and just doubled them up, you know. 
<laughs> anyway, man, if the beat is good, I don't care. But I'll be like, I wonder what they saying. Looking it up, do you trying to who who tried to look up Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> lyrics? Me. All right. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, rhyme anything with trigger, bigger, the liquor, a nigga. Every now and then they trip you up. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, bump it a bit, the body. We get an Uncle Charlie when a group of guys got him and I'm gonna miss everybody. Yeah, yeah. See, you gotta have the gonna. See, that's a double, that's a double letter word and it's a two syllable word. And I'm gonna miss everybody now and meet me at the crossroad. Gonna make everybody get in the bigger, the trigger, the bigger, the bit. I used to rap, man. I can rap. Y'all want to hear me? I can rap, bro. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, man, let's get to, this show is already good. Let's get back to country music. Everybody's leaving. They're like, what the hell did I just stumble upon? This is a podcast show. So relax your mind. Let your conscience be free. Get down to the sounds of Coach G. All right. So anyway, uh, Swing Out Museum says pregnant women seed snatching with the bag. She got to get, get my bag and run. <laughs> got to get my bag and run. Dude, she praying Mantis to do. Before she even had the baby. She praying Mantis to do before she even had the baby. Of course, she's alleging an affair, which we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about why why are celebrities getting married? Stop it. I'm going to (laughs) be I'm going to literally have to really undercover. Let you guys know you men stop getting married if you could cheat on your wives. All right. Will will you stop? All right. Ladies, the ladies going to be on my side on this. Why are you getting married if you're going to cheat? Now, if you know you're going to cheat on your wife, you either have an open relationship or, or don't get married. All right. Stop cheating on your wives, guys. We'll handle that. But now what, what happens, guys, when you cheat, it gives them ground. See, listen, when she cheats, you're going to lose anyway. But when you cheat, you're going to double lose. We're going to talk about that. Jim Sound says, if your parachute failed over 60% of the time, would you jump? Nope. Man, you guys literally coming out here getting married. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't even know what to tell you anymore. It's getting tiring coming out here and sharing these stories. I mean, you're literally writing a blank check, betting. You're betting against the odds in which the house rules, and you're betting big money. You might as well go to the blackjack table, right? I mean, and roll, well, the craps table and roll the dice. Unbelievable. Swing Out Museum says the older I get, the more I want to flat back. All right. So, yeah, man, I've been had the big I didn't had enough busted Pillsbury biscuit cans and I'd have been surprised, guys. And, you know, flat backs ain't all that, but I, it's flat back season. I'm just letting you all know I've had enough of these women that surprise you. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, "Ooh, she thick. I've had I'm done with those surprises, man, because once you open up that can. All right. Ain't no telling. What's coming out of them cans? I mean, who else has been disappointed with this? You know, I mean, some of you guys are low-hanging fruit chasers. It is what it is, nasty boys. I'm not policing your salami. I'm just talking about me. I'm I'm saying right now, I'm saying right now, I'm tired of the surprise once I open the can. I'm tired. All right, because, you know, you'd be like, ooh, wait. You'd be seeing that little ham, that big old ham in the back, left, left, 
left, right, left. You be seeing it at all, look juicy, and then all of a sudden, you take them high-waisted pants down, and it looked like a racetrack or top ramen noodles on her midsection. And you're sitting there like, well, I didn't anticipate that, but I might be able to overlook that. You see that big C-section scar, and you're like, well, I think I can look past that. You know what I mean? You're like, I'll look past all that. And then you start seeing, you know what I mean? You start, I don't want to get graphic, but you start seeing curdled up cheese chunks, all right? Blemishes, bruises, you know what I mean? You said the red, all right, once the pants come down, it all droop and it's all saggy. It's wider than it is thick. You know, I'm just like, I'm tired, bro. I'm, t- I'm, I'm tired of all that. You know what I mean? It's all hairy at the back. You're like, I didn't anticipate any of those things. It just looked nice and juicy with the pants on. But then the pants are off and it's all, you know, it's a little, it's always a little bigger than it actually looked. But it's not bigger like, yeah, but it's bigger like, wow. <laughs> it's not as firm as you thought. You know what I mean? You just like, yo, I'm tired. Flatbacks. Mm. I'm going flatback season right now. And I'm hating to be graphic, but I'm, it's not graphic, but I'm just literally dry, trying to pr- prepare you guys. How many of you guys, how many of you guys have been disappointed? You're a little more disappointed than you were excited. I know not, now, you know what I mean? You're a little bit more like, oh, <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know, you got there and you was like, mm, well, I'm here now. So let's go ahead and finish the job, you know. There's nothing going to stop you from not finishing the job. I mean, that's just, you know, you're going to go ahead and go through with it. And then you're going to roar. And then you're going to look back. Woo. And boy, I must have been down bad. Wasn't quite what I expected, but uh, you might want to do a little bit of maintenance. We, I mean, get a couple of squats in. I thought I liked them thick. I like um right, I, you know. But then when you see it, you're just like, <laughs> I mean, has anybody been there? Is it just me? Yeah, the dark spots between, or what about what about the dark spot in between the leg? You know what I mean? Some people like that. You know, when the, the nasty boys like that. And then when you see that, you just be like, whew. <laughs> anybody else, or it's just just me? It's just me. Somebody says, I ain't had the, he had a liver spot. You say, he says, I ain't had the chance to be disappointed. He must be young. Oh, somebody mad. Come on, man. Relax. This is just the fun part. It always takes me 40 minutes to warm up here. All right. Anyway, (laughs) this is the best part of the show, by the way. Before we even get to the stories, this is the best part. Y'all be like, put the timestamps in and you miss all of this. Anyway, shout out to Swing Out Museum. I shout out, uh, shout out the leaf. Appreciate you for being here. Yeah, I didn't, I forgot the varicose veins. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. All right, leaf is in the building. <laughs> yeah, the varicose veins. You know what I mean? You start looking at stuff. Wow, the gremlin feet come out. You're like, whoa. But you'll be like, hey, anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? You take off her sock. You take off her boots. Oh, what about the boots? What about the boots? Now that we doing this. What about the boots? You know, boot season that they got the boots and then they take the boots off and they got them basketball socks from the 1970s under. Are you looking at those socks? And they got the socks with the three stripes that you get at the like Walmart. You like, oh, okay. I wasn't anticipating gym socks under those. Okay. 
Did she take her gym shocks off? And then be smelling like corn nuts in the room. The whole room filled up like smelling like corn nuts. You like, oh, <laughs> interesting. It's all right now, Al. Let mama make it all better. All right. <laughs> you like, whoa, holy moly. Oh, boy. Well, let's get on with the show. You were like, let's get on with the show, ma'am. Now that we're here. All right. Anyway, uh, shout out to the ladies in the building. All right. Leaf, Simon Small is back. Maryland guy says, buy the dizip. Buy the dip in the building. All right. It's that time of the year. And I appreciate you, Maryland guy. Double down. Uh, Swing Out Museum said, chat down. Yes, indeed. He's down bad. The dictator says two things. Magic was looking at Cookie like, I wish you would have effed up this interview. And second thing, uh, my Martin Luther King Community College just hit me up with a desperate text. Price going, oh boy, price going down. Can I do, can, he says, coach, can I do some free agent lifestyle too? Shout out to you, some free agent lifestyle. Boy, the price going down. When they hit you up, ooh, I'm in desperate need. Oh boy, here we go. How much you need? 40 bucks? Yes, indeed. Hey, price is going down. A lot of older women are jumping on seeking sleeping arrangements now. All right, because they think they can find husbands on there. All right, I've been getting hit up by a lot of 40-year-olds. I'm like, like, why in the world? All right, anyway, JL says, what are your thoughts about an open relationship where both people can sleep with each other? Um, you just got to literally understand that an open relationship favors the woman, all right? I just let you know. But um, if you don't mind that, if you don't mind that, you can go ahead and do it. Eventually, she's going to out be able to outperform you most times. Although I talked to a young girl who's in an open relationship, and she, the guy that she's with actually got her like a rich girl, but she's all on, she was on drugs, right? So she came from the family's rich, and the girl takes her and pays for his vacations. And so now the girl is jealous. So the girl's going to be jealous. But you're probably going to be more mad. I don't think it favors men to be in open, open relationships. So I think it's a waste of time. It's a pipe dream. It's just like finding a sugar mama. You ain't going to find many sugar mamas. You're not going to probably get do better than her in open relationships. And it's going to be a it's going to get end up into a contest. You're if you're married and you go to open relationship, just going to go to divorce. All right. Mm. It's eventually going to go to divorce. Um, You might as well be swingers. Right. Swingers have rules. Open relationships don't have many rules, all right? There's always a way that you're going to feel messed up, like on Friday night, all right? And then she's like, all right, going to go see my boyfriend on the side, all right? And you there don't have a date, you're going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess for you. It's going to be a mess. You might as well just go swinging, all right? Yeah, you're going to end up, it, it. most guys can't compete. And I know a lot of married guys that go, that their next step is to go open relationship because, they might have some action. They might have a need, and he wants to go. He thinks that's going to serve him best. But if she happens to compete with you, you're going to get ran off the table. <laughs> you're going to get ran off. All right. And um, you're just inviting the divorce. Anyway, yeah, just be single. Like, what would you? <laughs> yeah, just be single. Nah, man. I, or the only other way it works, only other way it works is if she's filling your roster. Okay. If she fills your roster with women, then you're good, right? So if she goes out and recruits for you, she goes out and she has 
three girlfriends and she brings them in. All right, Sally, Tamika, and Laquisha. All right, and she's funneling girls to you. That's the only way. But if you got to go find your own girls and then she finds guys, it's going to be 10 times easier to find guys to overstep her marital boundaries than it is you're going to be able to find one. You better be a super mag daddy or just be single. Just let her go. Let her go. All right. Uh, Link says, Coach, what, what's your next trip is uh, you're going to go on? I can't tell you because y'all y'all will be down there. And uh, he says, let us know. Also, thanks. As always, shout out to you and the coach gang. Peas. Oh, oh, plus, how's your puppy doing? Uh, she's doing better now. I got her a nice little collar that reminds her when she's messing up. <laughs> she knows now. She's been much more pleasant to be around. Uh, Arturo Hernandez in the building. Thank you, sir. And last two, Young Bikey says, I got to sneak big girls into hotels when the sun is all the way down and no one is really watching. Then I plow through and get my bus, then dash. All right, uh, there's nothing wrong with big girls, guys. They serve a purpose, right? Just like for women, simps serve a purpose, right? The good guy serves a purpose. And that's She's you. not really attracted to the guy. He serves another purpose for her, right? And she, after she's exhausted, a ride to carousel, she's exhausted by the jerks. She's exhausted by the Chaz and Tyrones and the Pookie and Ray Rays. All right, once she's exhausted, she will find a way to have some sort of attraction to a gump, all right? And so this is what happens every year. Every year, women come in here, and they say they're going to do better. They're going to level up, all right? They visit Chad, Pookie, Pookie, and and, and Laron, and Deshaun, and Trey Marray, and, and, and all these guys. And then she end up having to come back with all that baggage. Pack life. All right? And so every year, all these women now, they were going to level up. They already leveling down, all right? Because they know they can't get no top quality then. And so here you go right here. She got to always march back to Pookie, <laughs> right? She go march back. Ladies, you know I'm right. Y'all go march back to Pookie. You got no choice, all right? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear none of that. Anyway, last one. Oh, by the way, sneaking big girls in. And so the point of that is uh, big girls serve a purpose like the good man. You're such a good man. I want a man to be good and nice and cuddle with me. You know why? Because she's used to guys treating her like trash, all right? <laughs> Darnell, um, oh, see, you're such a nice guy. I appreciate you. You know why? She used to this guy. I guarantee you, by the time you, by the time you take this woman out for a date, because she'll talk about how good she is and how she want to level up, and then you take her out on a date, you take her out and do your nice vehicle. She'll be sitting there asking. She'll be sitting there going, um, "Nobody's ever done this to me." Nobody's ever taken me to a restaurant like this. You know why? People treat her like. <laughs> so she waiting for your goofy butt to do it. So just like women like simps when it's too late. Uh, guys typically will use women as a as a need to serve a need. It's OK. You know, as long as I, I wish women understood that and I wish good men understood that. But good men are. Oh, look, Grant Cardone literally just posted something. I waited 13 months to get my wife. And and Grant Cardone, shout out to Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone literally is doesn't fit. She he didn't fit the qualifications of what she was looking for in a man. And this dude's still talking about, hey man, guys, it takes patience to get the woman you want. I waited 13 months to get my woman. And she literally is just saying here, going. 
She said Grant Cardona was originally too short for her. What? Oh, my God. So this is what I'm talking about. Once she figured out Grant served another purpose, the height didn't matter much. But then she was already ran through more times in the Holland Tunnel. She was already exhausted. By, let me let me let me give you the testimony here. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older, um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late twenties, early early thirties is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. So as long as you know that that's in play and she finally lets you like a voice walking situation, oh, I finally got the girl or remember the Skittles and the Starburst, she's settling for you. She's not hot for you. She's not hot for you as long as you're okay with that. And same thing, big girls. Um, he's settling for you tonight. He's not hot for you. He's just trying to get off his nut. But it's all right. As long as you know that, ladies. But the problem is they don't know it. I still got it, girl. These boys still want me. Oh, no, no, no. Last one. When he's a swing out museum says, when I was a youngster and an undercover biscuit can paid for the no-tail motel, I was all excited until she took off that body girdle. I went into Marine mode and complete the mission. Just complete the mission. You're here. You're like, what else do I got going on? I'll slide in. But you have to turn off the lights. Turn off the lights. Yeah. Light a candle. Let's get into it, man. We ready. All right. Where's that one dude? Just start the show, coach. I'm tired of you going in here. Just talking. It's a podcast. Do you go to Joe Rogan's podcast and tell him to just get into it? All right. Before they get in there to ask answer the hard questions, they be in there BSing for an hour. Here it is right here. The marriage will. Gentlemen, celebrities, will you stop getting married if you're going to be wanting to fornicate with other women? Stop it. You're literally going to roll the dice. You're going to get right here. Okay? You're going to get into this stage right here. This is called the um this is called the uh the honeymoon period. Stage 1. Stage 2 is the investment period. You roll the dice. Then you want to cheat on your wife down here. And then you'll end up in family court like Sam Hunt. This is all alleged, by the way. But the one thing that has to happen is to, to get the investment. And so since women are waiting late into their years, their fertility years. So I could focus on my career. What's going to happen is they'll select the guy late. All right. And they'll treat, treat him like a desperation pick. We call it a buzzer beater. She'll select the guy late. She doesn't really know the guy. She'll know very little about him or claim to know very little about him. And then the guy will stab her in the back and then she'll take him through the marriage wheel. All right. But she first has to get that seed. She first has to get the seed. And so now that she has the seed, now that she has the seed, eventually now she can take him through the divorce grinder. But this woman just got the seed inside her body. She's incubating the seed. And so let's go ahead and tell you the story about how this is done here. All right. Um. Let's share that. Let's go here. This is Sam Hunt. That's Sam Hunt. Country music's finest. Um, who is Sam Hunt? Real quick, we'll briefly go over that. He's a country singer and songwriter. 
previous to his career hunt, attempted to play in the NFL. So he's a Chad. We'll, we'll put him in a Chad category. Um, it says right here he's age 37, and he was born in Georgia. 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 He played football at the high school level and then eventually played at he played quarterback at Middle Tennessee State, then transferred to UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. He got a degree in economics. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. And uh, he played some guitar in local bars. Estimated net worth $3 million. See, right? He co-wrote for Kisney, Kenny Chesney, Keith Urban, and Rebecca uh, Reba McIntyre, uh, among others here. Um, so... Um, he's got a couple of albums out, and um, the first album, it's named, the first album is named after his soon-to-be ex-wife, Hannah Lee Fowler, in her hometown. We're going to come back to that. Montevallo is where she's from, and he named his first album after her his wife's hometown. And uh, he dropped the second album in 2020, and it, it was a big hit, big sensation. So uh, if you've been listening to country music by then, he really got over in 2020. He was married. They, he dated his current wife on and off between the years of 2008 and 2017. Mm. I mean, that is basically, I mean, we're talking about a less than 10-year period, and they're going back, back, forth, and forth. And it says right here in January 27, the two announced their engagement. They were married a few months later. Mm. All right, a few months later. All right, and we'll get to the divorce situation here. So here it is right here, Sam Hunt's pregnant wife. Let me put up my picture that I've put up here. I'll put it up like this. <laughs> Sam Hunt's pregnant wife, Anna Lee Fowler, files for divorce, citing adultery, according to a report. And so this right here is going to be a praying mantis. Now, I am very critical of people who get married and divorced while the children haven't even each reached the age of two or three. To me, it to me, it sounds like you intentionally got divorced to take the seed away from the father. I mean, because now you're going to play this back and forth custody arrangement for 14, 15 years. Like, why? To me, it's pretty deceptive or it's ignorant that you didn't know the person long enough to stay with them until the kid is at least five, right? Until the kid can at least go to kindergarten. So you already divorcing a man and the seed ain't even out of your belly. All right. That's a violation. But she cites adultery. And what you guys have to know is um, in the state they live in, it is a no, it is a non no fault state, which means she has to have a reason to take this man's seed. Okay. And so Sam Huck's pregnant wife, Hannah Lee Fowler, we got to get a picture of Hannah Lee Fowler up. All right. We got to get a picture of her. Because I don't think I have a picture of her. Actually, I have one on the thumbnail, right? Let's see her. Let's see what she looked like. All right. Let me see what she looked like. Uh, let's see what she looked like. We got, you know, this is only right. Uh, let's see what she looked like. Um, you know, I'm all, I'm good at describing people. How would I describe her here? I'm going to go with, um, yeah, she's a, she, you know, in my descriptive uh, terms that I've used, I would say she's stock factory issue. All right. Just, this is what she is. She's stock factory issue. There's nothing too good about her. There's nothing really bad about her. There's really nothing that stands out about her, but she ain't ugly. You know what I mean? Like somebody here, she's a lucky, who's the lucky girl. Uh, yeah. You know, this is stock factory issue. This ain't even flat back. I mean, she's, she, I, right. you know, she ain't bad. She ain't good. 
So Stock Factory issue, you know what I mean? You know, hey, break, shout out to you. And where I always tell you guys, this is where the gold is sometimes. You know what I mean? She's not surgically enhanced, so I give her that. She's not overly made up. I give her that. Um, she's in good shape. I give her that. She's got an ample bosom. I give her that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, middle of the road. You know, she he did well. He did well. You know, look at her there, there, you know. I mean, what's to say? She basic. <laughs> she's a, she's a seven, you know. Even though you can't say she's a seven, she she good. Yeah, she good. She she ain't bad, you know. <laughs> you would just go, okay, you know. <laughs> what do you say about her? <laughs> oh, she modified. You think those look real to me? Let me see. Yeah, that might be real. All right, so uh, continue on with the story here. Sam Hunt's pregnant wife files for divorce. Uh, Fowler alleges uh, that the country. Wait a minute, I'm I'm confused here. Why is her last name Fowler? Mm. Let's go back to that. Why is her last name Fowler? Has anybody ever figured that out? She goes by Hannah Lee Fowler, but his name is Sam Hunt. So is that his real name or his stage name? Let's get Wikipedia on it. Sam Hunt. Sam Hunt, that might be his fake stage name. You know, these people don't have real names. A lot of you guys will base your life off of these goofballs, and they ain't even their real name. All right, let's get his real name. Real name. Let's see what it is here. Uh, Sam Lowry Hunt. Mm. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So she didn't take his last name, allegedly. Hmm. There it is right there. Hannah Lee Fowler. Now, there's a hint right there, ladies and gentlemen. She kept her father's last name. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is not as real. There's a lot of music artists, especially rappers, but R&B singers, these names are not real. You know what I mean? But um, uh, so he married what, what, what we would call a feminist, right, who didn't take. He's, he's more famous than her. Maybe she came for money. I don't know. He took her grand. She left her granddaddy's last name. All right. She's like, I'm gonna keep my last name. No, you mean your father's last name? Your granddaddy's last name? They always want to act like it's theirs. It ain't yours. It's literally another man's last name. But that's neither here or there. All right. Always ready to call out the BS. Let's see what the story is here. A follower alleges that the country star, age 37, is guilty. Quote, guilty of inappropriate marital conduct. And guilty of adultery, according to the court documents obtained by TMZ prior to the report. It was not publicly known that Hunt and Fowler were married. Who married? I'm sorry, were ma who married in April 2017 were even expecting a child. The legal docs filed in Tennessee reported, uh, reportedly revealed that Fowler is pregnant and due in May. So she's about uh, seven months pregnant. Billboard has reached out to Hunt representative for comments. Well, they want privacy right now. Here's what she's asking for. She's asking for alimony. Okay. Alimony. You've been married for five years. Okay. In California, you would get two and a half years of alimony. Okay. And California is one of the worst states to get married in. California considers any marriage under 10 years to be a short term marriage. So all of you guys that brag about your marriages and you ain't hit the 10, 10 year mark. You're in you're in what California, one of the worst places to, to divorce in, they consider your marriage a short-term marriage. 
they consider it, they consider it short. They're like, you ain't even qualified to even get invested yet. So if you're married less than 10 years, put the hush on your shh. Now, why in the world does she want alimony from a guy she's only been married to for less than five years and she didn't even take his last name? She didn't even take his last name, but she wants alimony. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, they consider nine years short term. Yes. They consider nine years. It's even worse. They consider nine years short term. Ten years is long term. So you didn't even take his last name, but now you want to take his money? <laughs> what is going on? And she wants child support. Hold up. Mm. Let me get this straight. You guys have zero children right now. <laughs> You want you have zero children on earth and you want child support already? What? Mm. You ain't even got no children. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there's no children on the planet earth and she already at the child support office. You're lady, you're not even you're not having delivered a child yet. Walk away. You want to file for the divorce. Let's just call it what it is. Spade a spade. You walk away what you have. I'll give you two years of alimony. Walk away. And give me my child when it comes. Somebody says, get a DNA test. She trying to already cover. That it might not be his kid right there. She said that was an adultery. She didn't say who. Continuing on here. And she wants uh, primary custody of their forthcoming child. She wants custody. She already battling custody. She's already staking cut. This is what this is, guys. I don't care what it is right here. This is what it is. This is a praying mantis. Now, people are going to say, but he cheated. Okay, listen. If you get married and you don't cover for the cheating coming in, I don't know. You're ignorant. Well, mine ain't going to cheat on me. She different. How are you already positioning yourself for custody? And there's no kid on earth. I don't, I'm confused thoroughly. Well, the kid is going to come. Well, why are you getting divorced then? What are we doing, people? We really got the marital law screwed up. If you can make this chess move, you didn't even take his last name. It wasn't important enough to take your last name. This seems planned to me. This seems planned. It is what it is. According to the, it says the husband, quote, the husband is guilty of such cruel and inhumane treatment or conduct toward the spouse as rendered as renders cohabitation unsafe or improper, the document reportedly states. So she's citing some law as to which she's saying the husband's guilty of such cruel and inhumane tr- uh, treatment because he cheated on you. He cheated on you. That's cruel and inhumane. And then also it, uh, it, 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 it renders the spouse's cohabitation unsafe or improper. You're going to go back to this old ass marital law <laughs> which people could go in there and get because they cheated <laughs> jesus christ this is what happens when you marry a feminist this is exactly what happens all right it is unclear if the couple has a prenuptial agreement but probably not but Fowler is asking for each party to quote be awarded their respected separate separate property oh i'm pretty sure she owns houses that she don't want them to get so I'll keep mine and I'll keep get half of yours. 
the couple will would have celebrated their fifth wedding anniversary in April. So they didn't even make five years. Guys, this is what happens. And of course, he has music related to this. You guys want to hear a great line from his music? Let me tell, let me sing you this song. I won't even sing it. Where's the lyrics here? And so right here, let me sing you this song. You guys want to know how bad simping is? The couple married in 2014 in Hunt's hometown of Cedartown, Georgia. They began dating on and off for several years with the ups and downs, often inspiring new country songs for Hunt. The song Drinking Too Much from his Southside album is an apology letter for a number of alleged indiscretions. It was released January 2017, just three months before they'd married. So he has a problem keeping this salami in his pants. Sam and men like you, stop getting married. Here's a quote from the song. You guys ready to hear some simping? You guys want to hear some simping? I'm sorry I named the album Montevello. I'm sorry people know your name and hit you up on social media. I know you want your privacy. You've got nothing to say to me, but I wish you'd let me pay off your student loans with these songs you gave me. Damn. Wow, that's a new level of simpery. <laughs> okay, that that got to be another. <laughs> and so he paid off his. Oh, another trick here that you he paid off her student loan. Guess what? She got gotta get my bag and run. Time to divorce. I got the seed. He paid off my student loans. He's out. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> That's what he gets, guys. And we're gonna get into uh, what he's got going on here. Let me do some super chats. He got what he deserved. He got what he deserved. Good for you, bro. All right. So anyway, <laughs> rational irrationality says she is built like a Ford truck, clean engine, fuel tank. All right. He says, but can be rough on certain surfaces. He can fit his toolbox in her tailpipe. Yes. Oh, in her tailpipe. All right. Um, yeah, she's, you know, yeah, she's like a Ford truck. Yeah. You know, Ford Ford makes decent trucks, you know. All right. MGTOW flight, busy bone, one night stand. Go hard, coach. All right. I wish I could wrap some busy bone. Artificial wound. He got Blitzkrieged. Yes, he did get Blitzkrieged. All right. He got Blitzkrieged. I mean, it is what it is. This was like the uh, sneak attack, the Pearl Harbor. He got Pearl Harbor. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, guys. And and the reason I played at the beginning of the, of the the video, I played this the thing about talking about men are polygamous naturally. Um, this is going to be hard for some people. This is going to be a hard segment for you people. <laughs> it's going to be a hard segment. Um, I know you've been totally indoctrinated into believing there's someone for you. There's a soulmate, right? Uh, despite the fact that you haven't yet found this person, you might have been. Try to find this person for some 20 years. You still haven't found it. I've known people who've been married and divorced, married and divorced once and twice, still looking for their soulmate, which is kind of ridiculous to me. It is the absolute mark of ridiculousness. And I'm like, okay, well, who, what were the other two? What were the other one or two men that you've uh, been married to? What would you consider them? They're not your soulmates. They weren't your soulmates. Like, why did you marry them? And then this is when you get the absolute effort. Oh, he was a starter husband. Oh, I thought I loved. I was young and dumb. Blah, blah, blah. 
But now later on, you're 40, 50, 60. Oh, I think I can find my soulmate. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but um, what, what people are conditioned into believing is that there's one person for you on this planet. Now, I want everyone to get a piece of paper out right now. All right. It is time to do our homework. Get a clean sheet of paper out. It could be lined paper, blank paper, or whatnot. Go get a go get a pen. Go get a pen, ink pen. You can get a number two pencil with a big ass eraser at the top, with the big cone eraser at the top. Get your pencils and your papers out. I'm not kidding. Let's get it out right now. Now, at the top of the paper, I want you to write. I want you to write. These are the people that I have had relations with, all right? People that I've had relations with in your quest to find the one, the soulmate, all right? Get your, get your damn, get your, get your, your loose leaf paper, get your damn rip in the spiral notebook, get whatever. People I've had a relationship with that in your journey to find a soulmate. On this piece of paper, you're going to list, and I want the number. I want you to number this ish. There's like 27 lines on a piece of paper. Number, number one, write down every single person that you've taken out on a date or somebody took you out. Name every single person that you kissed on the cheek that you got a church hug from, every person you had a crush on, every person you tongue kissed, every person you have got the first base with, every single person that you've lied down with and let get between your legs or that you piped down. Everybody that you got a little stank on your finger. Everybody that you fell in love with. Everybody that you got engaged to. Everybody that you just had a one night stand with. Everybody, write them all down. Write them down. Okay. Some of you use front and back. You can staple, attach, attach extra pages. So you guys, you can, you can attach pages to this. And at the bottom. At the bottom, draw a line. <laughs> and at the bottom of that page, write all the names of the people you're with today. <clears throat> See, people don't want to do this homework assignment because this one could be very lengthy. It's going to give you a reality that's basically going to line up. Everything that I talk about, but you don't want to see it because you've made an absolute mess of your life and your love life. And it's okay. It takes a lot of, you got to kiss a hundred frogs, right? To get your prince. But some of you guys have fornicated with a hundred frogs and you still got nothing. Okay. So write everybody you down, you with today. And I'm going to guarantee you 70% of you will have a zero at the end of this paper. It says, does cream pies count all of it? And I, this is why I call you guys Owen. You're Owen, whatever the number is on your piece of paper. O in 70, O in 100, O in 200, O in 16. You got zero at best one. At best one. If you have a two, you're in a polygamous relationship or a polyamorous relationship. If you got the number two. Most people got a flat zero at the end of all of this ridiculousness. Now, I say this to say, some of you guys are wasting your time in this endeavor 
I can guarantee you, you spent tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on this endeavor. I can guarantee you that you spend tens and thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of hours thinking about this. You spent almost a million hours in applying yourself to this, maybe not a million hours, but you spent thousands of hours applying yourself to a person to make it work out. Okay? You spent energy, effort, money, time, attention. You bought flowers, roses. You bought engagement rings and wedding rings and wedding bands. You've taken vacations and traveled. Okay? You spent money on cologne, shoes, socks. You've paid attention to your attire. You creased your khakis. You bought the right length shorts so you didn't look like. You bought the right color Jordans or you bought the best Louboutins. You bought the nice crispy suit. You got it tailored, not off the rack. And all you got was a Bifac zero at the end. I just want to ask you something right now. What are you guys doing? All right, but look, you do you. And some of you guys have gotten married only to cheat on your wife. You went through the whole thing and you end up cheating on your wife. Now, what? how does that make sense? Why would you do that? You know what's at stake. You know what's at stake. So you cheated on your wife. Ladies, you cheated on your man. Or you did something stupid like you had a little man on the side you started texting. And then in order to save face, instead of saying, yeah, I was wrong, you basically let the relationship blow up. Just to prove your point. You guys got too many L's. It is unbelievable. Now, a guy like me just basically says, I'm going to free myself from all of this ridiculous chase, this ideology that I can find a soulmate. Okay, it's ridiculous. Not that I can't find one. I have plenty of women trying to position themselves to be in my life. All right, so um, I know what their motives are. They have a motive. Their motive is something other than love or fantasy. I make them feel good. Um, they could get a dinner out of me. Who, what, who, who knows what their motives are? But it ain't love. They have an attachment to me. There's a connection. I believe in connections. But I believe that they're not permanent. They're not permanent. It happens for a period of time. And then you move on. And what you guys do is get pissed, a mad, emotional. What I do is I say, listen. Our time is done. It is it. No big deal. No hurt feelings. It is time to move on. You can find someone new. You can stay single. I don't care what you do with my life, but I will be piping somebody else down over here. All right. I got a new attachment to somebody. I'm looking for a new love, baby. A new love. I'm looking for a new love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's go back to Sam Hunt. Why are you guys on this journey? I want to ask you guys, if you don't intend to be monogamous because that's part of the marital deal and you go through the investment stage, you go to building lives, you go to purchasing homes, you roll the dice on a marriage. Why cheat on your wife? You got to be the biggest idiot in America to do that, all right? And to get caught doing it, especially if she's pregnant with your seed. Now, you just basically now gave her all the ammunition to disconnect from you, and you're going to lose what you're worth, $3 million, Sam Hood. Now you're going to be worth uh, a mil. 
not even a mil. You're going to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And she's going to siphon everything off legally because you agreed to be faithful to her. Now, ladies, the ladies that cheat, the ladies that cheat, most of them don't lose. First of all, they never admit to cheating. To get one to admit to cheating is crazy. It's kind of like to get your dog to admit that they did something stupid, right? Your dog did something stupid. You caught the dog. You show the dog. Look at what you did. What does the dog do? Does it look at it and go, damn, I messed up. The dog does this. You go, you go, look at what stupid thing you did. And the dog goes, the dog looks away. You'll show it. And then you'll move the, the object over for the dog to look at it. And the dog will look over here. That's like getting a woman to admit to something. They're never going to admit to it. You can show them they messed up. They're never going to do it. All right, they're never going to admit to it. They won't even look at it. Why did you poop on my carpet? Okay. And so they have no loss when it comes to cheating. So they can find a new man and they'll say, you push me into his arms. They can say the stuff that she implied here. Um, if I feel unsafe. All right. He's controlling and insecure. Um, yes, I cheat or not. Not I cheated on. I cheated on you, but it is what it is. But I want alimony and child support. You still lose. You still lose. So this is why I don't get down on why women get married and cheat because there's incentives to get married and cheat. She there's just still not a loss for her. Nine times out of ten, it's not a loss for her. She'll be like, okay, I cheated. Whatever. We're getting divorced, and I don't like you. I fear for my safety. The court of public opinions brought in. Okay, and then they basically just sweep the rug in the family court of you, take your kids, completely disengage from them, collect child support, get primary custody. There's no loss. <laughs> There's no loss. There used to be a loss, but you can't give them an L now. So this is why I don't come down hard on women cheating. All right, so they'll never admit it. Guys, you got to be a plum idiot to get married and cheat on your girl. Cheat on your wife. Dumb. It's a loss. So Sam Hunt, you deserve this L. Not only that, you paid off for student loan debt or you singing about playing off for student loan debt and you don't realize the traps. When are you guys going to get my message? It ain't about hate. And, I, and I've been, um, and I'm not hurt or bitter and I love women. I'm looking at this marital contract. Men, you are not built to be polygamous. I'm sorry, you're not built to be monogamous. You're not built for a soulmate. You're literally not even built for long-term relationships. And the men who say we're not here to be alone are got to be some of the biggest gumps. Like, explain this theory. How? Like, what do you base that on? Like, tell me how do you base that on? I mean, are you built to be with, I mean, are you meant to be with one person forever? I can disprove that in 10 seconds. In 10 seconds. Maybe give me 15 seconds. I can disprove that right away. All right, but our societies have never really been built on one person forever. All right, I mean, there's people who do it, and there's a there's I I agree that there's a reason to do it. I agree that there's a reason to do it. Right, there's a reason to do it. But once the government got their hands dirty, uh, and got got their hands dirty and greasy and greedy in the marital system, they destroyed the need for that. But please tell me. Where do you get that men are not supposed to be alone? I've heard that so many places, and I'm like, where do you base that off of? Somebody tell me. 
in the history of the world. Where does that even give me a, is there somebody here that believes in that? Give me a, some, some backup data as to where you get that from. Okay, you're lonely. All right, I understand that. For a night, I wasn't meant to be alone every night. I can agree with that. Sometimes I do want a woman in my presence. I do. Now, after about an hour and 45 minutes, I changed my mind. I'm like, I think I'm done. I'll be by myself now. I know it comes from the Bible. I There's a whole bunch of things in the Bible that I can take and I can disprove it with something contradictory. It only comes from the Bible. Right. I mean, that's the only thing that they can base that on, which. According to our world, we haven't lived with the Bible that long. All right. So I'm not trying to get it. You know, the lukewarm Christians are going to be mad. They know three scriptures and they're going to be pissed at me. But this is something that you've been told in the Bible. And but you can't you can't really find it anywhere. I guarantee you, you really can't find it anywhere. But you've been told this, that it exists in the Bible, like. Uh, uh, Adam created Eve. I'm sorry, Adam created Eve. God created uh, Eve from the rib of Adam so he wouldn't be alone on earth, right? He has a companion. But somebody's got to explain how they populated the earth, right? So that, that's a thorough explanation that I would love to have, all right? If you're going to, so again, I told you, it will take me 10 seconds to destroy that. Okay, so there was there was only three men and Eve, according to your story. <laughs> he said first 304. According to your story, there was only three people. There was Cain, Abel, Adam, and Eve. All right, now let me go ahead and explain. Go ahead and explain one how's the earth populated? I'll wait. Okay, so we don't want to deal with that one. That's going to be a little difficult. That's going to be a little difficult. So you're going to have to think about that. They had they had daughters too. Still got to tell me how they had daughters. All right, still going to have to tell me. And how did they get, how did their daughters get? Come on, man. Who laid with the daughters? All right, I'm just, you got to act. I'm not going to go there. I'm just letting you know. I'm not trying to go there. I'm just wanting you to know. (laughs) It was Sweet Home Alabama. You got to explain it. Oh, there was daughters too. Okay, still, I'm still stuck. Is there one man for one woman? So if that's going to be your explanation, you've lost. You've lost that conversation. All right, so it ain't in the Bible. Here we go. There's Mitch's multiple people. I know, I know, I know, I know. Multi boy, we ain't going there. So now, what else? What else we got? It's not the Bible. Where else do you get the idea that there's one woman for one man? This is all a belief. This is all a belief that you've been told. I don't think so. Science backs me up. Science backs me up on this one. There's not a need for somebody to walk this earth with another female. That's a desire. That's a desire that you might have. But again, take out your homework assignment. 
and look at the paper that you have in front of you. Have you only had one woman in your life? I'll wait. Look at your paper. Don't look at my paper. Don't cheat off my paper. Have you practiced exactly that? Ladies, if you're a ladies, are you listening to me? I know this is tough. Look at your paper, ladies. I know you don't want to look at it. Look at your paper. Have you practiced monogamy? Have you practiced one man, one woman, as it was written in the Bible, Adam? And if that's where your belief system is, have you practiced it? I guarantee you ain't practicing. You're sitting there with 150 names on your sheet right now. Okay? Man and female. You have 10 crushes, uh, three high school sweethearts, 50 dudes in college. You haven't even practiced it. So I don't want to hear nothing about we were meant to be here, not alone. You guys are going out here, throwing it around recklessly and not practicing anything you're preaching. We got a lot of Bible scholars out here, but you practice everything but the Bible. I'm not really, I'm not ready to deal with you people. Okay. Now, go look at the marital rate, the amount of people that have tried this and have failed miserably. And you're with somebody that's a single mother. You're with somebody that's once and twice a divorcee. What are you practice? What are you trying to convince me of? You're convincing me of that you're codependent. You're convincing me of that you're a hope strategist. You're convincing me that you're trying to make a belief system work that overwhelmingly does not work unless you apply the reason why it should work, which I agree with. So now we're going back to where I'm going to cover my basis here. I agree the best way to build a stable society under a democratic republic or capitalism is monogamy. It's the best way to do it. And what you do is you get the people at the top who are the 10%, the owners, the dictators, the rulers, the elite, to get the 85% of people to do exactly that. Be fruitful and multiply under a monogamous system in which one family gets the, spoil, get the, gets the spoils of the man's sacrifice. And that one man focuses on his family and then he builds a community in which these men are going to be stable. But the 10% at the top, the elites don't practice any of this. And I'm going to go into my 5% nation. Okay. The deaf, dumb, and blind is the 85%. You are going to follow monogamy in this belief system that you can do it. And you're going to build communities as, as such. And our society is going to be stable. One man for every woman. You basically guarantee a man to be able to get access to a woman and then be able to procreate. Okay. Now you stabilize the society. You stabilize the society because now you got everybody lock, stock, and barrel. Now you got to have a little bit of divorce and all of that stuff, which people will kind of control, but you can still guarantee, okay, that one didn't work. Pair up over here. There's still a chance. But the people who make you work that system, which they call the 10%, those people overwhelmingly do not follow monogamy. I want you to think about this. Those people who preach monogamy don't follow monogamy. The politicians, the clergymen, the clergy women, the people who are the elites, the people at the top of society, they overwhelmingly follow anything but monogamy. Some of them follow, <laughs> some of them follow, uh, how can I say this? 
they don't even follow heterosexuality. The priests don't even marry. They don't even show you an example of what you can be in a monogamous society. They literally abstain from that in order to rule over you or to govern you. The politicians overwhelmingly are doing eyes wide shut. I'd be surprised that there's anything such thing as a monogamous politician. They follow everything. They purchase peace leave. They actually probably oversee. This is all alleged. Oversee trafficking of I mean, listen, if you follow the Epstein case, you have politicians overwhelmingly participating in trafficking. All right, so don't go get me to go there. Okay. And not only that, then you have also you have the you have, you have the uh, so you have the the politicians, the governor, oh, the elite. Okay, they're not practicing monogamy. You can guarantee it. All right, they're doing eyes wide shut, Stanley Kubrick. They're doing all kinds of swinger parties and whatnot. The elite. The leader monogamous? Oh, yo, no, 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 no. There's no need for them to be monogamous. They have agreements and arrangements and all this stuff and po political arrangements. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Come on. The rich and the elite are not monogamous. So who's got to be the monogamous? The deaf, dumb, and blind. You got to constantly believe that there's a fairy tale out here that is better than the life that you can provide for yourself. This is why you do what you do. And then you so stupid, then you double down and cheat on your wife. <laughs> come on this is crazy it's a crazy ideology but you continue to follow it and then when i come along and say all right i don't want to follow this anymore you think i'm crazy you think i'm been hurt no i actually woke up and go i'm woke now but i actually figured it out and i'm like wait a minute i'd rather not you guys follow people that have been married once i'm oh, sorry married and divorced once twice three times and you think it works. You're like, no, 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 no. This system still works. Oh, listen, you do what you do. I know people are going to be. But there's nothing scientific about marriage. There's nothing even that tells you literally that this is the best way to do it. But you guys continue to do it and make me feel guilty for not doing it. And then what do you guys do? You end up fouling it up yourself. You follow it up yourself and you still come to my show and blame me. I, I'm, I'm mesmerized. You get married and, and cheat. You get married and divorce. You cheat. You economically cheat. You financially cheat. You spiritually cheat. And you sexually cheat. And then you look the other way when you're doing it. And then you come to my show and have the nerve after you filled out a paper with 70 to 150 names with zero results at the bottom. You have the nerve to come to my channel and tell me I'm out of my mind. Okay. I pity the fool that does stupid stuff like this. And I guys, listen, I'm going to encourage you. If you get involved in the marital system, do not cheat on your wives. You're only bringing on more trauma for yourselves. It's not going to work. And case in point, case in point, look at these guys, Sam Hunt. He's married for less than five years to a woman he's known since 2008. He impregnated her allegedly cheated on her and then she went and filed on him immediately she found out friday she was in court monday filing <laughs> he says but coach even without cheating the wife can divorce exactly so i mean that's even something but 
but you men are not designed to be monogamous. And I guarantee you, I hate to do this to men. I hate to do this. Because I got, I hate to do this to you. Because what she was waiting for, she was waiting for the go, the green light. She's known him since 2008. She knew he was a cheater, right? And this probably wasn't the first time he allegedly cheated. But she waited. Did she, did she, because allegedly he was hinting at cheating on her prior to the marriage. Okay. But she waited till she had the seed to file for divorce and, and do what? She waited until she, he was invested, which is a smart move. And for you dummies that are going to keep marrying women and cheating on them or setting up the cheating, then you set yourself up to get taken after the investment stage. Okay. But that's in Tennessee. Most women don't even need affairs to file for divorce in no-fault states. Okay? No-fault divorce states. Why do you guys keep doing this? Can anybody explain why in the world are you guys doing stuff like this? Why do you put your hope and your, your, whole, your whole thing in this? Somebody please explain. We already got over the fact that it's false that we're here. We, we belong to someone. These are the no-fault divorce states, by the way. Um, right here, pictured here. So the blue states, you need something in addition. You need to get proof of something. Abuse, financial abuse, all of these things. You need something in, in addition. You can't just say irreconcilable differences. If she asks you to move to California, don't move. What else, guys? Somebody says, because I'm lonely, coach. Okay. I want you to go in your pocketbook. <laughs> this is what I'm going to tell you guys. Go in your pocketbook. You guys got pocketbooks. You got wallets. You got purses. Go in your book. See if you got $250 in there. You got $250? You ain't lonely tonight. <laughs> You're automatically not alone. I think we're alone now. You're not lonely tonight. Go in your purse, your man purse. Go in your little satchel. What are these things? Your little Louis Vuitton satchel you put across your chest. Put it around. Now, go in your satchel and pull out 250. You immediately will not be alone. The a feeling of alone will go away. Now, I know. You don't want to do it. I got money. <laughs> you don't want to do it. No, I ain't that alone. Okay. Then what I want you to do then is go get $30,000. That's what you're going to need to find the love of your life. You're going to at least need $30,000. That's going to cut that's going to take you through the dating mode. That's going to take you through the um the getting to know each other mode and it's going to take you to the engagement ring. And you're going to volunteer for suffering. So you need 30K to get to this point for to not be alone. You need $30,000. Yeah, 30,000. Yeah, if not more. Okay. And you won't be alone. You can find somebody to marry. There's women right now looking for marriages. Get 30K, you'll be married. Then you won't be alone. As soon as you get married, you're going to need about $60,000 to $120,000. To keep this woman. In order to keep this woman, you're going to need at least $60,000 up to a million dollars. Up to a million. 
to get yourself out of the lonely stage. If you think you're lonely now, you need at least $60,000 to a million dollars. Where do I get the million dollars? Well, you're going to need a house down payment. You need to go into debt for that. You're going to need a you're going to need a, a nest, don't you? You need a nest, don't you? If you have a kid or two, that's $250,000 per kid. Then you got to pay off her debt. Remember I played you the video of the woman that said she got married and she had debt and then she wanted the husband to pay it off even though he had no debt. Okay, you got to pay off her debt. Like this dude Sam Hunt, you got to pay off her student loans. Pay off her student loans. You're going to need another that's another 50 to $100,000 pay off her debt. And then you're going to write the blank check to when you goof up, all right? You push her into a, uh, another man's arms. You have an affair. She cheats on you. Um, she can pull the plug, uh, you abusing her. Uh, uh, you, you were controlling it insecure. Now let's go back to the 250. Let's go back to the $250. Are you lonely now? It's, it sounds a lot cheaper. The $250 sounds a lot cheaper to not be alone tonight. Or you can invest $30,000, $60,000, $100,000, $1 million to not be alone. <laughs> this is the game you're playing. And the whole time she's doing this, I'm not happy. <laughs> and she gets to walk away with the blank check. And what you're doing is, I mean, I'll get on with the super chats. I'm just letting, I'm just trying to figure it out why guys are trying to do this and making me feel like I'm crazy. Okay. Um. What's eventually going to happen is you write a blank check to future money that you owe her. Because right now you're gambling and doubling down on zero dollars because you're lonely, right? You're 25 years old. You're alone. And then you say, I bet my future earnings that I can be faithful to this woman, which I'm betting that you cannot. Because I was going to tell you what married men are doing behind the scenes, but I don't know if I want to let. You guys have it like this. Okay. But you're going to bet your future earnings, which of none you have right now, but by the time you're 35 or 40, you'll have it. And she gets to pull the plug. I'm not happy. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and you have the nerve to come over here and act like, and somebody says, what if I want to have kids? <sighs> I love it though. You know, I used to wonder why Tom Likas always got the same phone calls over and over again. I know there's new viewers here. Should I handle the what if I want to have kids argument? What I, I got so many things to handle here. There's not a lot of super chats. So do me a favor. I'm going to put in my notes that I have to handle two things since we have time today. I'm going to handle what if I want to have kids and I'm going to handle what are married men doing behind the scenes. Okay, I got two. It's always that question because... What that question means, I'm going to tell you what this question means because I'm going to give you the, 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 the things that you can do. And I will preface that I do have kids already. So I'm not telling you not to have kids, but I'm going to give you options. I'm going to give you options. But when I give you the options, ultimately, the man's going to go, I don't want to do any of those options. What you want to do is simp, all right? Mm. What they're going to do is say, I don't want to do those. What I want is I want love. What I really want to do is simp at the end. All right. That's what you're going to want to do. And, or either you want to simp or you want to do it for free. All right. Because uh, literally God or mother nature or father time, they gave you the tools to have babies for free. Right. There's no investment down. Now, 
now that we have a monetization system, a monetary system, we now have to pay for this. But some of you goofballs are convinced that you don't have to pay because you think you're getting it for free. But you're you're so goofy, you don't realize you done wrote a blank check for it. All right, to procreate. Like you're paying money on the back end. You got peace leave for free. You got her pregnant for free, but you're going to pay money on the back end. You guys have still not figured that out. This is how crazy it is. The child support system by itself should be proof that you pay for sex on the back end. All right, come on. All right, but, 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 but we're going to answer those two questions. What men are doing, what married men are really doing behind the scenes, number one. And number two, what if I want to have kids? And I want you men that have kids to tell these goofballs how expensive kids are. Tell them how expensive kids are. They think kids are free. You guys think kids are running around here for free. Somebody's got to feed, clothe, shelter, and educate these kids for the next 30 years. 30. If you have kids today, just plan on them being with you for the next 30 years. Not 18. 30. 30 years. <laughs> okay. You're going to support them until they're age 30. Meaning, once they get out and graduate, if you're lucky, they go to college. <laughs> then they're not living with you. If they don't call it, go to college, they're working at Walmart and living with you. Then by the time they move out, maybe they'll move out by age 25, sometimes 28. Then they're going to need support when they move out. Or if they're blue chip, you're still going to pay down payments for their house. You're still going to pay for their weddings. You're going to be supporting them for a good long time. I, Mr. I want to have kids. You're going to be a broke person for the next 12 years of your life. For the first 12 years of your life, you're going to be extremely broke. When you have kids. Okay. I just want to let you guys know. Kids are not free, brothers. And the entertain them is not free. And they want stuff. They want Jordans. They want stuff that they're going to grow out of. I want these Jordans, but you're going to grow out of them in six months. I don't care. I want them. And you'll buy. You'll buy them. You know? But what if I want to have kids? Do you have money? Nope. Well, you don't need no kids. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm going to get these super chats done. Thanks you for sponsoring today's show. Ed says, Coach, got it out for the court, the Chiefs quarterback today. First Mahomes, now Hunt. Uh, did he play for the Chiefs? <laughs> I didn't know that. Who's next? Trent Green? I didn't know he played for the Chiefs. All right, yeah, we're going in on the Chiefs. You know I'm a, I'm a hater of the Chiefs, by the way. Ed also says, the nasty boys alert. He says, don't sleep with on the... Elsbians, he says some of them be with it and have better XX skills than you think. Yeah, I, I actually have a have a uh, a hookup arrangement with a girl who's bi. All right, she's an ironing board too. Uh, Sono Jono facts, coach. We aren't built for monogamy. My pastor even cheated on his wife when he went to the Philippines on a retreat. Man, I don't know, man. These church pastors be cheating and messing with the women in the congregations. I don't even know how y'all can put pass it off. And be like, well, I'm Christian. Well, and and I know a lot of Christians that cheat. That means nothing to me. All right, I've, I've been here too long. I ain't with the BS. 
All right, Swing Out Museum, the average marriage in the U.S. last eight years. 100%. 100%. Somebody says, Coach been paying. Dude, I was married, <laughs> okay? The cheapest way to get women is not be married to them. <laughs> Come on, man. I was married. The most expensive woman I've ever paid for was my ex-wife. I feel ashamed to tell you how much I paid to have a marriage. Please, you think this $250 means something to me? I paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be married in the marital system. That is the most expensive pay you have ever will ever come across. Why do you guys keep, I don't understand men. You guys act like getting some peace leave on the side is great. You pay for peace leave every day. <laughs> Somebody says, how much did she rob you? She don't rob me for nothing. I put that on the line by getting married. The marriage by itself was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Listen to me. Listen to me. The marriage itself is a hundreds of thousands of dollars investment. If you bought a house, if you procreated, if you bought a wedding ring, if you bought an engagement ring, if you paid for travels and kids, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. You paid big time. Now, go through the divorce. The divorce cost me 60K to just part ways. It probably cost me more than that, but I know I have a receipt for $60,000. I have a receipt for that, okay, in lawyer's fees and lost wages and whatnot. I'm sure it costs way more than that in terms of stress, heart, heartache and pain, all right, being homeless, having to restart my own life. We're probably talking $200,000. And then I still have kids from that marriage that are costing me in excess of $200,000 a piece. And you're talking about me getting some peace leave and paying for it for her to leave my house? Please. Please. The most expensive way to deal with a woman is through marriage. <laughs> Come on. You guys don't get it. I want you guys to wake up. Where you go? Where you guys going to wake up? You guys got a nerve to shame somebody for going over there to, to the junior college and dropping. I got Are you money. kidding me? And you believe it? Come on. It's a nominal fee. And it's basically an agreement up front that this person can't get anything for you on the back end. You're basically agreeing that this is a one hour, one hour and a half at most situation in which she gets nothing on the back end. That got to be the best deal of a lifetime. In my, in my history, that's the best deal of a lifetime. I won't pass that up. I'll never pass that up. That's a deal. I don't have to take you out on a date. I don't have to deal with you. I don't have to have you asking where are we and where is this going? I don't have to meet your family. I don't have to waste time showing how much I love you. I don't have to think about what you're doing when you're out at the girls' nights out. I don't have to worry about where you've been and why you're not answering my texts. I don't have to show you my phone just in case you want to investigate what other girls I'm talking to. I basically can pay this person off to prevent that. I don't have to feed you. I don't have to house you. I don't have to close you. I don't have to show you how much I love you on social media. I don't have to take you around to everywhere I'm going. 
What are you talking about? That's a great deal. And it's on discount every day we go and the dollar inflates. <laughs> every time you guys go jobless, every time they push the student loan payment back, every time they relieve you guys of the mortgage debt, it's on discount. I don't have to go to the club and ask for a number. I don't have to ask for a Snapchat. I don't have to introduce myself. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Come on. But you guys out here paying top dollars for Gucci shoes, blingy wristwatches, all right, vacations. You going to Columbia, $2,000 flight, five, well, it's not that much, $300 flight, $1,000 in hotels, fees, drinks, dinners. Jordans, outfits, cologne, sunglasses. Tell me who's paying and who's not. Drinks at the bar, dinners, <laughs> weed, entertainment. Netflix, stop. Yeah, the hotels are cheap. I know. I'm just saying when you travel, it's going to be $1,000 to travel. It's $1,000 total to travel anywhere. By the time you put the flight, your luggage, all the hotel, the drinks, the dinners, the club, you're going to, it's a $1,000 investment. You get what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm just letting you guys know what's up. But we still have two questions to answer and some super chats. Uh, Mr. Glucose, majority of mammals are polyamorous, but women have the their, use their ultimate power, peace, leave, and sign language to make men do monogamy. Overwhelmingly, you guys do monogamy in order to get with the one woman that you love at the moment. They convince you of this, right? You literally say, okay, I give up all other women other than you. Like that advantages her. That don't advantage you. You basically get trip yourself up by just looking at another woman. You trip yourself up just by entertaining another woman, talking to her at the bar, all right? What are you doing talking to that other woman? Well, I was just having a conversation. Oh, what? No, no, no. You're cheating on me. How dare you? Monogamy is basically putting yourself in a, in a trap, all right, in a prison box. Anyway, 3G Craftman says, is Sam Hunt related to Mike Hunt? That I don't know. Is he? All right, zero fallout. He thought his alpha could keep her in check. Guys, today's women aren't kept in check, man. Th those days are over. All right, the court of public opinion, um, she can make you out to be the, the villain. Um, you know, they will never admit wrong, or if they did admit wrong, they'll blame it on you. Uh, they have other simps in line. They have social media presence. All she has to do is put a picture up. Um you know, um, just starting life over, you know, whatever she's going to say. All right. Uh, newly single and they'll come running. It's difficult guys. Now Esteban Leon says, here's some cash coach. He says, where can we buy that hoodie? It, it looks comfortable. I'm slacking on my pimping. I need to put the hoodies out. I'm trying to make it all impressive, but I need to just take a picture of it and say pre-orders. Y'all don't need a, y'all don't need a fancy picture. Do you? Victor Jonas, he says, coach, what can I get for a hundred? The herpes. Mm. <laughs> Mike Trimmer says, 
CGA, uh, you are not saying anything new. I'm I'm not. Admittedly, Tom Likas, Barbosa, and TFM have explained. I know, and those guys were scientific with it, but he says the reason this will continue uh, to go on is because for every one red pill man, there are 100 gumps. You can literally make business out of telling people common sense. I mean, what, one thing that I will know is that my message will never, the need for my message will never go away. Right? Tom Likas tried to tell you, TFM, Sam Ann, I mean, just go down the line. Men have been trying to tell you this, but you guys continue to roll the dice. I'm like a divorce attorney. My business will never go out. Because I know you're going to do it. Yeah, Patrice O'Neill. I know you guys are going to do it. You're going to fall hook, line, and sinker for it. And I'm going to be right here waiting. <laughs> going, I told you. I'm at least 60% guaranteed. Now, you can try to stop me from talking about the message. That's one thing. But in today's market, I'm 60 70% guaranteed that some of you guys will walk away with egg on your face. It's a guarantee. <laughs> you're going to walk away with... You're going to walk away with egg on your face. 70% guarantee. Because I'm not talking about just the divorces. I'm talking about the dudes in the sexless, sexless marriages. I'm talking about the dudes that just saying, yes, dear, or happy wife, happy life. I'm talking about you guys, too. I'm going to talk about the guys that are stuck in the marriage. It's a guarantee. Now, the other guarantee would be there's the hopeless romantic women like the, the I have two choices to actually call you out or sell myself like a Derrick Jackson sell fantasy to women. That would be my only other game, which is a guarantee because there's more single women than in the history of the United States than ever. So there's more people to sell a fantasy to. And if I can convince them your Boaz is out there, I can make bank. <laughs> right. Charlie, Charlie, Nuck, Char, uh, Charlie Gnarly says they want stuff even when you pay child support. So the judge is going to say you owe her, the judge, the fake judge or whoever, the commissioner is going to say you owe her $300 a month in child support. You think that's going to cover child support? You think that's going to cover the children's needs? If I, gave, if I put $300 on my kids each, I would be, they, I'm I'm 80% short of their needs. <laughs> if I took my two teenage kids and say, all right, you get $300 this month and you get $300, I'm short. They're going to be out of money in three days in terms of their needs. So I know we say the child support system is a scam, but some of you guys, what you're awarded to pay would not even cover their needs. It don't even cover their needs. You're You're still short. And she's not even spending the money on the kid. She's spending it on weed, wigs, nails. And by the time you get down with what's left to the kid, 250 bucks. You've got $1,000 a month child support payment. Maybe 250 goes to the kid. And then she come knocking at your door. Uh, Mr. Simp, I need more money for this kid. <laughs> come on, man. All right. Das Token says, love is for losers, whether stateside or overseas. You don't want to get with XXs who uh, are lower socioeconomically per se, uh, better off equal or better. Yeah, the love thing is not going. That, 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 that doesn't pan out for me. I mean, I basically have to arrest my future development to put my emotional 
capacity. And now I can easily do this now because I'm like, I'm way more successful without women around. I've figured that out. I've, I've broken the code. Now, there's an exception to that rule, right? There are some people that, women that don't get in your way. Very small amount, right? But even then, they're time consuming. But, uh, you know, I, I basically just washed away that fantasy for myself. And and trust me, the, 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 there's women that are fine with that. I mean, it's literally, you're going to find there's a market of women that go, yeah, that's fine with me. And you can still get what you want. You don't have to be absent of women by pursuing this. Uh, the only thing, you have to protect yourself on the backside of everything. Antonio X, uh, also, the time loss getting dragged in court that could have been made to use to make money. Guys, I was making six figures, and I was poor going through a divorce. <laughs> I was looking, I was like, I'm finally getting money, and I'm still poor. Why? Court costs, time away from court, time away from, time away from money, going to court appointments, paying for divorce attorneys, paying for alimony, paying for child support, paying for X amount, paying for the kids' needs outside of that, trying to entertain my kids. I was still broke. Going, what the hell? It was not until my counterpart stopped taking me to court that I was able to build wealth. It was not until I got off a child support system that I was able to stack money. It was not until I stopped going on dates. Like all of those things happened simultaneously. I stopped dating low-hanging fruit. I stopped wasting time on the dating market. I deleted dating apps. I My ex stopped taking me to court and I got off child support. That happened all within a year period. And then bam. Lawsuits will make you poor. Yeah, you paying for parking at the attorney's office. You paying for parking. You paying to meet with your attorney. Um, you're paying for parking at the damn family courthouse building. They'd literally be just siphoning money out of you guys. Uh, let's see here. Last three, and then I'm going to get to to the big questions here. Zeus, but some of you guys will do this, and you will never deal with any of the stuff that I've done, dealt with. But it's only about 15% of you, maybe less. All right, uh, Zeus Martinez, hashtag free agent lifestyle, and shout out to the hashtag coach gang. And he says, appreciate you, Coach Gregorio Adams. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Charlie Gnarly says, ASW just happened. Here, men spent thousands to get ignored for women that wanted athletes. Oh, All-Star Weekend just happened, and men spent thousands just to get ignored from women. Yeah, you guys show up where the hoes at. The where the hoes at dudes, I don't feel sorry for you at all. You guys are hemorrhaging money, and you claim to not pay. I feel really sorry for you guys. And no, I don't. You guys show up where the hoes at only to get rejected. I mean, I'm like, <clears throat> only to try to run game. Hollering at hoes. Hey, hey, oh, yeah, baby. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, you want Kevin Durant. All right, anyway. Girls that are in concubines. You know what I mean? You guys running up to riders, CC riders and concubines. And I feel sorry for you nightclub. Where the hoes at, guys? You guys are literally hemorrhaging money. And you know what happens to you? You get lucky one time. You get lucky one stinking time out of 50. 
You get one woman to part her legs after you done been out 10, 20, 30, 40 nights getting unlucky. One woman falls for your little trap, which you think she fell for your trap. She just wanted some cheap sex, all right? You do it, you got lucky once, and then you'll forget about all the time you wasted, all the money you wasted, the 40 previous times you went out. Mm. I finally got one. I got her. I got her to fall for my trap. <laughs> I got her. <laughs> like, like, and then you end up getting her pregnant. Then you fighting her in child support court. You need to be a proper daddy for me, and I'm a good woman. Like, what, what, what? I'm literally, but look, you guys do what you do, all right? But don't come over here telling me you're getting it for free. I'm not paying, all right? You literally go 0 for 40, and then you finally get one, and you think you're manipulating her when she's manipulating you, all right? Anyway, I got to get to the I got to get to the show because the super chats are getting. And I'm, I'm, I promise I'll get to the show. I'll get to, I'll get to it. So we're gonna answer first. We're gonna answer first. What if you want to have kids? I know you've been waiting. I know you've been waiting long and hard for this one. Pause. What if I want to have kids? So the five options that you have, and I always forget them. This is impromptu. The options that you have is you can get married or which most of you guys do, you fornicate and you have a kid out of wedlock. Mm. Let's just be honest. Most people aren't having kids inside of a marriage, so I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right? Most of you guys in the black community, especially, you guys don't even get married to have kids. You carry before you marry. So what are we even talking about? You don't even keep the kid. You don't even keep the kids in a stable home. This is why I don't understand why this conversation keeps coming up. What if I want to have kids? And you guys keep fornicating, having kids out of wedlock. But what, what did that have to do with love? What did that have to do with finding a soulmate? These are all the things that I just argued. But you guys can't even get married to have kids. This is this is why I this is why I call people knuckle draggers and ham and eggers. All right, this is why I call you. because in order for you to defeat my logic, you're going to come back to the kid argument. But most of you guys don't have kids inside of romantic partnerships anyway. Most of you kids don't, most of you people have kids out of wedlock to begin with. What are you talking about? Here it is right here. So what the hell? You're going to have kids out of wedlock. That's, that's a proper way to do it. And then you're fighting in child support court and custody battles and you don't see your kids half the time. What are we talking about? All right, so that's part number one. You can go ahead and just get married or have the kid for free. In your mind, it's for free because you're trying to get around my, my common sense here. So you, well, what if I want to have kids? Okay, you can put them in the dismal system of child rearing that we do here in the United States. Go ahead, roll the dice. Most of you black men that have kids with black women, you ain't never going to see the kid. So you ain't going to see the kid grow up. You ain't going to see him. Look at Kanye West. <laughs> Look at Kanye West. He had kids in a marriage and he can't even see his kids. He don't even know when the birthday party is. He don't know who's around the kid. He don't, he don't have it. He has zero control. But go ahead. Go ahead. I even got married to have my kids. All right. That's how well I did it. I didn't even have kids out of wedlock. And yes, I had two kids with the same woman. Can you even say that about most Americans? Nope. Okay. I had two kids with one woman in a marriage. You know how rare I am as a black man to be in a marriage 
and have two kids with the same woman, I'm a rarity. I actually tried to do it right and got screwed. So let me just tell you this. Now, if you don't want to do that, and you're like, it's far too dangerous to write a blank check against that because you're going to get on child support. You're not going to see your kid. It's going to be painful. The next thing you can do is what you call a co-parenting agreement. Get a co-parenting agreement, which is going to be non-binding, which means there's no legality to it. You just basically getting her to not sue you to break that co-parenting agreement. But you're going to get with her before she's impregnated, and you're going to say, me and you are going to have a kid. You agree to not restrict custody. You agree that we're going to pay a percentage of the child support, and this is how we're going to cover the costs. Before you impregnate her, you get her to negotiate this down. And then once she signs it, then you impregnate her. I'm going to just tell you, good luck. <laughs> okay. Mm. Good luck pulling this off. This is like a Hail Mary. Uh, this is like the Michigan, Colorado Hail Mary. Uh, what was his name? Cordell Stewart, I believe is his name was. That would be like that. All right. That's a damn near a Hail Mary. Okay. Because you got to get her to want the baby bad enough outside of a marriage and to basically keep you at bay agree to it and agree to limited child support and agree to custody up front. I mean, this woman, uh, Sam Hunt, basically, she don't even have a baby outside of her body and she's trying to restrict the custody. So good luck. And co-parenting has to be the biggest crackhead joke in America. And you guys pan it off as normal and you're abusing your kids, but that's neither here or there. Mm. All right. That's neither there. You guys are literally letting your kids live out of luggage their whole life, but you're such a good parent. Next point is, I know people hate me, by the way. <laughs> I know you guys hate me. But the next thing you can do is go overseas. Go overseas and have a child with someone in a third world country or a poor setup. Okay. So they're poorer than you. They don't have the reach as, as, as you. They have a need for you. You can send your money to them while the kid's over there for eight months. Wherever they are, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Philippines, whatever, Ukraine, any of these countries that will fall apart as soon as our dollar collapses, okay? Or they are known to probably get into a war in no time flat. All right, so um, Ukraine, put, put whatever woman, whatever poor women you want to go over there and impregnate, you agree. You agree up front that uh, all the kids will be yours and that while you're in America, you keep their ass clean over there, all right? And they raise the kids in wherever poor country you want to raise your kids, all right? I mean, you're poor over here too, so that's neither here nor there. You're raising kids in like Cleveland. So what's Dominican Republic versus Cleveland? All right, so, or Columbus, Ohio. Columbus is not poor, Cleveland. All right, so now they're over there for eight months. And now you're going to say, well, how do I see my kids? Well, then I ask you this. When you're in America, how do you see your kids? When you're in America, how is it that you see your kids in the American uh, uh, reproductive factory, in the family court? Do you see your kids often, every day, restrictively, uh, someone monitoring you, begging her for extra time? Do you even see your kids? How much do you see your kids? I can almost bet that many fathers today in America 
Somebody said you visit them. Yeah, you visit them. They don't even come to your house. You have monitored visitation, restricted visitation every other weekend, every week, every other week. Now, I can bet you that if you had kids overseas, you can make four trips, one, two, three, four, for a week or two, and then send for those kids from Puerto Rico, because that's what's going to happen when I go over there, send the kids from Puerto Rico up to you in the summertime, see them every day in the summer, send them back to Puerto Rico. I can guarantee you, you'll see your more, you'll see your kids more doing that than most of men see their kids in America today. I bet, I bet you mathematically you'll see your kids more and have more influence over them doing that than you can get doing any custody arrangement today in America. You won't have nobody monitoring your court. You'll have nobody stealing your money from you. Nobody pickpocketing you. Nobody taking you back for modifications. You'll have them sitting over there. You'll get access to them. Do not bring the woman across the border. Let her stay over there. I guarantee you, you will never have to ask. Her to, <laughs> you'll have them like that. I know Puerto Rico's in America, but I'll still have them over there. There's men that don't see their kids more than 24 days out of the year over here, and they're paying $2,000 a month in child support. Look at the data and then do the math. I guarantee you, you'll see more kids having them overseas. You'll see more of your kids overseas than you can guarantee to have them over here. Now, you might not want to do that. You're like, I don't want to do that. Those countries are bad. They're poor. Why would I do that? That's a major gamble and a risk. She can have kids with other men, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you don't want to do that. You didn't want to do the co-parenting agreement. Here's another option for you. You can hire a surrogate. Yes, this is called surrogacy. I used to hear Sandman talk about this all the time. Shout out to Sandman. You can hire a surrogate, meaning upfront costs paid to probably a woman, gender-wise. And you can pay her up front and agree to her with your lawyers that once she hatches your child, she removes herself from the process and you keep the child for yourself. Now, most people do not want to do this because this will cost you somewhere between $90,000 or $120,000 up front. But it's doable. Some of your companies now know this is doable, that they will provide a benefit for you, probably up to $30,000 to pay for your surrogate. And legally, most surrogates have to fork over the kid. Now, sometimes these surrogates do fight you. They get an emotional attachment to the child when it comes through. They have second thoughts. But you can almost guarantee that if you pay for this service up front and pay the attorney fees, get the ink, dry, dot all the I's and cross all the T's, you can almost guarantee that there will be nobody that drags you in court for child support. So child support, nobody, nobody will drag your ass in. You'll never have to fight a woman over custody. You'll have that kid as much as you want him. You have the influence. You'll never have uh backbiting. You'll never have toxic parenting. You'll never have co-parenting going back and forth. You'll always have access to that kid. 
and you can raise them as you want without the interference of somebody that potentially might be toxic. And don't tell me, just pick a better mate. Look at what we're doing today. This, this is what you're doing today, and you're thinking, no, oh, I'll roll the dice on that. So surrogacy, but you're going to have to have money up front. But you want it for free, guys. I know. You just want to put your salami in a woman and bust inside of her and then produce child. I get it. You can't pay up front. You're willing to not even pay $250 up front, let alone $90,000 up front. So you guys ain't got it like that. So I'll give you another option. I'm going to give you two more options. You can adopt a child. But what if I want to have kids? Yeah, go adopt one. There's kids that need adopt. They need families right now. You can adopt them at whatever age you want to. Newborn baby, uh, you can adopt them at uh, uh, teenage, whatever you want. You can adopt them right now. I'm going to give you three options. All right, you can adopt a child. But, but you're going to have to prove you're adoption worthy, which most of you aren't. That's why you want to have free sex with a woman and then impregnate her. And then fight for the kid and they, she proves you are unworthy. So you're not going to be adoption worthy. You have to qualify for this. Number one. And why would you want to raise someone else's seed? Number two. Unless you just had to do it. So that's not an option for you. You're going to immediately go, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Okay, option number last or second to last. Option number second to last. Um. I'm going to give you this. You can be with a single mother. You can find a single mother. Uh, there was a guy that just had a uh, help giver. He went on the fourth tender date with her, and the fourth tender date was at the hospital. She was pushing another man's baby outside of her legs. All right, be with a single mother. You can raise an infant just like that. Find a woman that's damn near pregnant and alone. Get with her. That's how you can do it. It's an option for you. <laughs> I mean, it's an option. That's what you can do there, all right? But no, you don't want to do that. That doesn't seem to make sense there. You don't want to raise another man's seed. It's not like having kids, but there's a kid there. It's like, I mean, you want to have kids. There, there it is. All right. Um, and then the last option is, somebody said no. The last option is, um, damn, I forgot it. But <laughs> here it is. You don't like these options. Or... You can roll the dice. Let me put up the scoreboard. You can roll the dice. If you want to have a, if you're a black man and you want to have a black child, this is your role. This is your percentage that this is going to work. You got a 78% chance it ain't going to work. Okay. You have a 78% chance that this will be absolute failure. All right. If you, from the Cesar Chavez community, you have a greater than 57% chance that this is going to be failed. All right. Right. If you're from the George W. Bush community, you have a 48% chance that this will be failed. I mean, it's 50-50 chance, essentially. You're going to fail at this. At the old, I'm just going to impregnate this woman and go for it. Uh, if you're in the, the Jackie Chan or the Ling Ling community, you have a 30% chance that it will fail. All right, 30, which is pretty steep. It's pretty steep. It's pretty significant. So this is what you guys are going for. This is what you're going for. Right? <laughs> this is what you're going for. And you're going for this based on love and having sex for free and having opportunities for, this is what you're going for. I don't know what to tell you guys. 
you have a better chance doing one of the other strategies, but it requires what? An upfront investment, a plan. A kid overseas is a plan. You're going to have a plan, a co-parent agreement, a plan. You're going to have to negotiate. No, you guys want to lay inside a woman that you think you love and roll the dice. Let's go ahead and put up the scoreboard one again. All right. Uh, but coach, I want to have kids. No, you want to simp. All right, then just call it what it is. You want to fall in love and then you want to lay inside of her for free because you got the equipment. You want to roll the dice. Let's see how that's going to work out for you. All I'm going to say is go ahead. All right. The, the last option is you can not have kids and save a lot of money. You can adopt a kid. You can, uh, you can, you can, you can coach a football team. Coach a football team. There you go. You got 30 kids right there. And you can buy them Jordans and, and take them to Foot Locker once and film it for Instagram and feel like the man. What do you want me to tell you? Again, you guys fall for this. You guys are the ones. He said, what if I go to the corner store uh, for the SIGs? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You can pay for kids scholarship. You can be the, the best uncle in the world. But, but what do you want? Or you can hope. <laughs> or you can hope. Last one. Uh, what do married men do? This is the thing, man. Uh, you know, married women, married women cheat. Um, they cheat more egregiously than married men, but married men cheat dumber, and they probably um, uh, cheat more recklessly, okay? More recklessly, more damaging to themselves and their reputation, meaning you agree to this monogamy thing, and you dumb and your dumbass goes out there and you can't control your pipe. Okay. So um, and then you lose double lose. So what married women do is they cheat emotionally. They're gonna cheat with somebody strategically and have their friends cover. They'll have their mama cover for them. Okay. They'll have their best friend, uh, their partner coming from you, lying in your face. Uh, they'll start it off emotionally, then they'll become financially, they'll financially cheat on you, and uh sometimes it'll get physical. All right, it'll get physically cheat on you, which um is very egregious. It's 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 an unfair thing to do for a guy who basically volunteered to not have sex with with someone that went against his biological programming to ensure he had DNA, his DNA passed on. And then for what he paid for, somebody else got for free. I think that's very egregious. I don't like when women cheat. I think it's horrible. All right. I think it's deplorable that that guy made a gamble for you to get access to you. He paid a steep price for it. He's going to pay an after price for it. And then and then you're going to stab him in the back. All right. I think it's egregious. And the lengths that they go to do it is very much pre-planned, meaning they took a lot of time to do it. And then, oh, he just fell inside of me. It's goofy. OK, so um, I think it's I think it's very much I, I, with that being said, let's go back to the men. Let's go back to the men. We think married men are out here being monogamous. You got you got another thing coming. You got another thing coming. These guys watch a lot of pornography. They watch a lot of pornography. They out here simping. They out here sneak uh sneak relationshiping. They out here at the strip club. They out here paying for women. Okay? They're paying for women cuz they have to. They need um what do you call it? Um they need uh discre discretion. They needed to be discreet, so they have the incentive to pay. They sneaking around stupidly, all right? They're going to get caught the way they sneak around because you're not thinking with your right head. 
So if, to sit here and be like, okay, I'm married, I'm going to get married, and I'm going to be monogamous my entire life, I, you're setting yourself up for something that you're not going to be able to do, okay? I'm just going to let you guys know. You're not going to be able to do this to a probably about a 70% guarantee that you'll F this up. You'll drop the ball. You'll drop the ball. You'll drop the ball just trying to kiss on a woman, all right? You ain't even going to get your salami wet. But the great lengths that men go through to have affairs and that they do all the time, when you get caught, you're going to get busted. Yeah, you're going to be in the Burger King bathroom. It's going to be sloppy. You'll cheat down. You're going to cheat with somebody way uglier than your wife just to get your salami wet. It's sad. I, the, the lengths that men go to cheat, it's sad. You'll have a whole trail. You'll have a whole paper trail. You'll have a credit card trail. They'll have you at the motel on hidden camera. They'll have your ass on cheaters. Um, you'll spend your kid's birthday money to try to get some peace leave. You'll have a whole Instagram DM trail. And the thing that you guys got to remember is that men don't have this principle that women do when they have affairs. They cheat with men that have just as much to lose as they do. Typically, women cheat with men that have just as much to lose as they do, meaning the guy typically won't come out to reveal to you that, that, that they've been cheating with your wife. Every now and then that happens, and I call that death by simp. The guy will have a connection with the woman, and he'll think he fell in love with her, but know she was married the whole time, and then he'll eventually try to take you out in order to have the woman. That happens, but overwhelmingly, a guy will, uh, a guy will stay quiet that he has your wife. He has no incentive to report to you. He has no incentive to bust this cover. It's a great setup for him. He's like, wow, I'm getting this woman. Sex on the side, she has to go home. I can get her at lunch break. All right, she can come at me, meet me with lunch. I get some peace leave. She leaves. I don't have to deal with her. All I have to do is kind of text her and all that stuff. But she'll delete the text. It'll be on Snapchat or WhatsApp or something like that. He's kind of in the good unless you find out, which then he could get taken out. Okay, so. Yeah, through the boxer hole, he don't have to basically, he don't have to get dressed up. He's he's waiting. This is what it looks like. This is what uh this is what cheating wives look like right here. All right, on lunch break. This is what this is what he's doing. She shows up, she gets the pipe, she gets the pipe, she's on a lunch break, she got her weave all up, she's gonna come back out, sweat it out. And so he's like, this is a deal of a lifetime. <laughs> okay. And she don't care because she knows he ain't going to tell. Why would he tell? Why would he go to his, Why would he confront you? Why would he confront you? He's getting, he's getting a deal of a lifetime. Okay. Now, conversely, what happens when you cheat? Okay, let's what happens when you cheat. Men don't normally cheat with women that have as much to lose as them. They normally cheat with somebody who's reckless, a skank, a skeezer, a stripper, uh, uh, a young girl at the junior college that he pounds out like uh, the Long Island Lolita, all right, that comes and confronts the wife, somebody that falls in love with him, that now she's like, I'm going to tell your wife if you don't marry me, you need to leave your wife. That's what you cheat with. So now the whole time you're trying to keep this damn fires, you're trying to put out fires the whole time. Oh, don't tell her, oh, I'll do this. Okay, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to leave her. I'm going to leave her in two weeks. I'm going to leave her in six months. Don't tell my wife. I'm going to tell your wife if you don't. 
the reception, an escort. Uh, when you come back with the itchy scratchy, you come back with your salami looking like almond joy. And now you got you and your wife don't figure out you can't figure out who gave each other herpes because she's cheating too. Mm. Yeah, you cheat down or you f up. She blackmail the hell out of you. You cheat with the neighbor. You do something like stupid, like where you cheat with your neighbor. You cheat with the girl down the hall at the in your apartment building. Something just ignorant. Don't do that. Because the minute you step out to go get some milk in a couple of packs of Newport, she going to knock on your wife's door. Hi, I've been I've been screwing your husband for the last two years. Mm. And I'm pregnant. You guys cheat terribly. Or you get caught. <laughs> you get caught watching prawn at your house. And your wife's why you have a prawn addiction and why you want those little girls. You want you, you want me to look like them little girls with the barely legal junior college with the tight skin and the pretty feet. And then she got you in counseling now. You at the strip club and then she finally look at it and says, why do you go to the library all the time? What, what do you mean the library? I looked at our credit card statement and it seems that you're going to the library every night after work. She don't know or she does know that the library is a strip club. And you're spending all this money going to the ATM where they charging you $20 to get your money out. Mm. And you then fell in love with a stripper. Okay, and you took her to the champagne room. See, this is what men do who volunteer for marriage and monogamy. It's not going to work. You're going to eventually do something stupid. They're eventually going to be looking at tail. The neighbor girl who won, who's in college freshman year come back home for college. You move into a new house. She come back home from college. And then she start winking at you. Hey, daddy. Messing with you. And you can't deal with it. She be like, sneak on over when your wife ain't home. I love old men. I love older men. You pipe her down. All summer long. She go back to college. All right, daddy, we had a fun summer, didn't we? Oh, we had a fun summer. Yeah, baby. Oh, good. She go back to college. She get homesick. She send your wife an email. Ping. Oh, I'm late on my period. I think I'm pregnant. With your husband, child, we was fornicating all summer long. <laughs> right? That's what you do. Stupid. So why sign up for this? Yep, she going to need some money. She going to hit your husband up. And, you know, I'm in a little bit of a pickle. I need some textbooks, $500. She's like, I ain't giving you nothing. She's going to need some textbooks. Oh, I'm short on money. Can you send me $500? I ain't giving you. This is how you dumb free sex dudes do. When the woman started extorting you, you start uh, saying you ain't going to give them no money. I ain't giving you ish. I got that piece of leave for free. You better recognize game. And guess what? She didn't screenshot every text message. She didn't screenshot every time she got you on video. She got your dumb ass on video because she was like, wouldn't this be great if we videoed this for my iPhone? Like Nelly. She got all that shit. Yeah, she got the footage on her ring doorbell. She going to pull up all that. She downloaded all of that. You better give me that $500 for these biology books or else. You know what I'm talking about? This is what you guys do. And so a lot of married men are out here doing this game, playing this game. Eventually, you, some of you get caught and you get situations like this dude, Sam Hunt. And you guys got the nerve. 
You guys got the nerve to sit up here and act like you guys are living righteously. It's 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 comical. It's comical. I don't know what the I don't know what to tell you. Your wife catches you now. You're in marital counseling. Now you're getting divorced. Okay, so you can play that all you want. Only a small percentage of men have the ability to be faithful. And as Chris Rock said, they're only as faithful as their options. The reason why they're faithful is because nobody won them. Now deal with that. The reason why you can be so faithful with your woman, because there wouldn't be a woman on planet Earth that will give you access. Not even for 250 bucks. So you ain't got no choice but to be faithful. <laughs> All right, I know we just, this was a hardcore message today. But um, who who is thinks I'm wrong? This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to speak up. Have I made an error in the things that I'm talking about today? Today, Joseph S. Super Chat. Coach, unfortunately, we can't cast pearls to swine. Works with politics, current affairs, red pill, etc. Most men just uh, have to get burned to wise up. I didn't put the disclaimer up. Yeah, most men, and that's the reality of the situation. You know, I can tell you this all day long. One woman's going to come up and be sweet on you. You don't know why she's being sweet on you, but for some reason, she's sweet on you. You don't see it coming. You think she likes you for you. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. She don't like you for you. Somebody says, Corey Holcomb said, unhealthy men are always faithful. A healthy man stays on a hunt. Yep. Um, she doesn't like you for you. There's something other than you that she thinks she can get out of this. Maybe it's you're a father figure. I will be your father, baby. Um, maybe it's you're good in bed. Maybe it's your masculinity. Maybe it's the 250 bucks. Maybe it's you have resources. Maybe it's that it, it, there's something else. Maybe it's that you're a gump. Maybe it's that you're naive. Maybe you're maybe you're great at being a good man. There's something else. But you think you're getting girls now because of your looks? Women aren't wired to get men for their looks. They're wired to give access to men because of their looks. But they're not wired to settle down with men because of their looks. Looks can only go far, so far. And let me tell you something, sex, the ability to blow her back out, not many of you, and I'm going to have to say pause, not many of you have the ability to keep a woman satisfied that is insatiable, period. So Johnson is not even enough, pause. Most women, some women don't even get warmed up till about an hour and a half in. I don't know if you guys know how women work biologically. They don't even get warmed up until about an hour and a half in. They didn't bust it every which way but Sunday, and they still want more. Mm. Now they're ready. You done made them bust eight times. And then they're like, okay, let's start the party. And you sitting over there. So I'm going to tell you, 98% of y'all's Johnsons are not enough. This is why they got tools all in the side of their drawer. You ain't got enough for them. 
He said, what you talking about, coach? Y'all don't know. And I'm going to tell you how y'all don't know. A good woman who sells her body can sell it six, eight times in a day. Like if she got a pimp, she can sell it six, eight times a day. Now, you try that. Try to go six to eight times a day with six to eight different people. You can't do it. It's impossible. And if she's insatiable, you can't keep up. Every man wants a nympho until they meet one. You think you want one. I bet you find you one. I bet you you can't do it. I bet you in three different, I, I bet you in three weeks you call tapping out. <laughs> You'll tap out. You'll be like, this is. You'll tap out, bro. You'll be like, I thought I want, but I can't keep up. I'm telling you, she'll you'll be drained the hell out. I didn't call a couple of them, and I was like, oh, this is something else. <laughs> you be numb down there. You can't even get, you, you, you won't even be able to feel nothing. You be straight numb. So I'm just telling you guys, the way they're designed, most men don't have enough. And you guys walking around here, I got this and I blew out nothing. You ain't done a damn thing. Not compared to what she can really do. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> let's get on to this. Uh, you're absolutely right, man. Most men just got to get burned. All right. Rational irrationality says better to leave the straggle daggle alone instead of getting falsely charged. For the straggle, strangle dangle. Ooh. He says price is wrong. The strangle dangle. Yep. Shout out to y'all. I met this one woman. She was like, I'm insatiable. She told me, I was, she was like, I'm insatiable. You guys know what? Look up the word insatiable. I didn't know what it was. I had to find out. I was like, sounds like you met your match, baby. Sound like you met your match. Insatiable, sign me up. I didn't realize what insatiable meant. <laughs> then I found out, I looked him up. I said, what does that mean? Let me give you the definition. <laughs> Impossible to satisfy. I'll show you. I was like, damn, she tricked me. There's the definition right there. Insatiable. Insatiable. An appetite or a desire impossible to satisfy. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Somebody said, send her my way. Oh, it was fun trying. Having an insatiable appetite or desire for something, especially, you know what? Unquenchable. Unappeasable. Uncontrollable. Voracious. <laughs> no, no, he said you college educate. No, you didn't really know because what, what it sounded like was you just like, oh, I just want it anytime. No, I, I, I really found out the word after I said, oh. But she was like, you can try. I was. Oh. 
out. And yes, if you get into a relationship with her, she's going to cheat. There's no way you can, there's no way that you can keep her. Do not marry. He said, you just love the missionary. <laughs> she looking at you, bro. You don't want to have her with that look. She'd be looking at you like. <laughs> you. <sighs> she like, you ready to go? <laughs> you ready? They rushing you in, putting IV iron in your band blood. You like getting iron. Come on, baby. <laughs> you better watch out. Pass out. They draw the chalk line around your ass. You like with the X on your eyes like they do in back in the day. You ain't you can't do it. So be careful out there. Be careful what you ask for. But <laughs> you'll have fun trying at least. Need some Gatorade. <laughs> you cry, please don't. No, not another one. You won't even be able to feel nothing. <laughs> you won't be able to feel. You're just going to be acting on instinct at the point. At that point. It won't, it's not. You, you're not even. It's not a pleasure for you. It's a pleasure for her. You're just really just numb. Who's been there? Just numb. <laughs> so just know man just know what you're asking for yeah you're gonna die you're gonna end up trying to die all right so anyway man shout out to you the strangle dangle uh younger retired no cap he says they need to restrict child support to child related expenses like they do with ebt restricted to food expense well you know women are married to the government they know that's an easy that's an easy way the government can get you to sponsor women, right? And so originally you had to sponsor them through marriage. But now they know men aren't marrying as much. So the child support system is the only way they can guarantee that they can get men to support women, right? At least. And then some women will even double and triple down. They'll have two and three baby daddies, right? So, um, you know, the government has to, in some way, in order to survive, in order for the house of carbs to not collapse, they need men to support women. Everything is designed around men supporting women. In, in, a, in a democratic republic, in a capitalist society, it is designed around men supporting women. Other institutions, socialism and communism is designed around the government supporting you. The government says we're going to support you. So then you're getting married off of love and fantasy. But in a capitalist society, the restaurant industry, the diamond industry, the watch, the jewelry industry, the clothes industry, the child industry, the church, everything's designed around men supporting women. And then thus, if you abstain, you can find yourself in the next trap, child support. I don't want to get married. You still get child support, right? They still find a way to get you to pay for women. The restaurant industry is simply designed for you to do one or two things. Pay for a woman's drink, bring them for dinner, right? It's, it's literally designed for them to be in business for you to bring women there. Or what they'll do is they'll let women come in for free and make you pay 
or make you pay for the drinks. Like it's the whole thing is designed around you supporting women. Mm. Bars, clubs, restaurants, jewelry industry, what you name it. You name it. Child care, kids, rose, the flower industry by itself. <laughs> the flower industry is designed around you what? On Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, you name it, to buy women stuff. So in that, if you understand that, you can take your approach. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It is just the way it's designed. Otherwise, then the government has to provide for them. Or the father has to provide for them. Well, there's not many more fathers anymore in women's lives to provide for them. So who's next? The government. And then the government says, okay, let's get these guys to at least partially support them. Child support, alimony, marriage, divorce. Come on, man. It's too easy to see. And then now it's seeking arrangements, sugar daddies, OnlyFans. OnlyFans is a what? A system where men support the women. Strip clubs is a system where men support the women. It's the entire design. I don't know how you guys don't see it. So in that, that's the approach you take. Figure it out. When you abstain, what do they do? I'm just going to let you guys know. When you come out and say, no single, no single mothers, what do they do? They go crazy on you. What do you mean? Who's going to support these women? Who's going to support these kids? See, that's your job. When you come out and say, I'm not getting married, what do they ask do? They pull your ass back in. No, what do you mean don't get married? This is ridiculous. Pull your ass back in. Somebody said even waitresses, waitress industry, food industry, overwhelmingly has women providing a service where they come out and they have pleasant conversation to get a tip. You're supporting them. They're going to find a way. They're going to find a way for you to support. That's what the system is designed to do. And the government now says, just to let you know here, if the government had to support all the women like they do in socialism and communism, guess what's going to happen? Collapse. The system will collapse on its head. Because what? The Ponzi scheme will be revealed. It'll be The Ponzi scheme will be revealed. It's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I'm giving y'all way too much information. Because if the men just said we're no longer getting married or procreating with American women, the system will collapse on its head. Is anybody else? And so then it's bachelor tax time. We're going to penalize you for staying single and unmarried and no kids. And then we're going to give incentives for people to marry. That's a bachelor tax. They can't have you walk away. They can't do it. So, <laughs> no, am I wrong here? Who who disagrees? Like, okay, let me just say it like this. I'll give you another one. I know I got to do the super chat, and I'm going on here. Let's say you have a church. Let's say you have a church. This will make it make sense because it's gonna. I'm gonna shrink the scale. Let's say you have a church, and then originally the church you had married couples, and then you had kids produced from that marriage. And then the church over 20 to 20 years was able to build its uh, congregation on family procreating, right? Because now you had the kids in Sunday school, you indoctrinated them, and then they come in, and then those kids have kids. 
Okay, now say, for instance, then that church in 30 years turns from 50-50 married and single people to 80-20 single mothers and 20% families. What's going to happen to that church? That church will be out of business asapidly. That church is done. There's no new, there's no new kids, no new people to have kids and have families, no people to produce more kids. The women are in there looking for their Boaz. All right. They're looking to get married, but there's not enough available men. So those women are going to get old and die out. They'll be the old mother with the little hat. All right. Who's going to, who's the new parishioners? How does the church continue to grow? It's done. And this is what's happening with churches in certain communities. They're done. They're, they're DOA. All right. They're 80% single women and single mothers, 20% gumps and married men. It's over. Right. And this is what's happening with society at large. There's the, you have the church and then you have men that are not getting married, men that aren't procreating or men that are procreating out of wedlock and they're the support system. They're the before daddy, after daddy in the mid. And this is what we're having. And then ultimately, the system has to find a way to support these women that got degrees and student loan debt and et cetera, et cetera. Now they need you to be. And that's you. They need you to be the sucker and take the sucker's deal. And these women are now 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 35, 39, 40. And they're trying to have marriages, right? Oh, man, it's. All right, I got to get these super chats done. We all on two and a half hour. This is all truth. I'm just letting you know um, it's truth unfiltered, meaning I don't care about your feelings about this. You're not going to be on the right side unless you make this a feelings argument. If you make this a feelings only argument, you're the winner. You would basically have to ignore all the things that I've talked about, ignore the, all the facts and make this about what about love, who hurt you? What about kids and what about passing on the legacy? You would have to literally take the argument 100% there, ignore everything that I said for you for you to have the facts on your side. But if you put in any logic, thought, forethought, you actually looked at the evidence, if you actually looked at it and take it, I would win hands down. <laughs> All right, so anyway, uh, oh, by the way, young and retired, no cap, they'll never have them have produced receipts for child support. It would it would uh, collapse the system, right? So they have to be able to use their money at their own discretion. Um, David McFarlane, few dollars to contribute. Thanks, coach. Thank you, sir. EDGEPB, the entire family court system is a tax on all fathers, especially on the ones trying to do the right thing, and no one cares that they get screwed. He says it's a dang shame. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. Hashtag peace, quiet, and freedom. The child support system was designed to go after deadbeat dads. But what they did was make every dad a deadbeat dad. All right. And now, no matter who you are, if you can, I literally had more custody than my ex and I was still on child support and I still had to go in and argue. I still had to go in and make a case as to why I shouldn't be on child support. And it took six months to even get that case solved. And they were like, well, hmm. Okay, do you really have more custody? Yes, I have them 100%. Well, I guess we'll take you off. Mm. 
It wasn't like I just walked into child support office. All right, I got 100%. They was fighting me tooth and nail. I walked in, tried to be nice. Well, you know, my wife's sick. She's had to move out of the state. So I have the kids 100% of the time. Well, you're going to have to take make a court case for this. So I paid six months more of child support. Risk going to jail. And the months that I had them, I literally could, could if I just said, no, I'm not going to pay. They could have opened up contempt charges on me. They literally could say, you refuse to pay contempt charge. And I got my kids. <laughs> this is how screwed the system is. Shout out to DGEPB. Well, I guess. Then they had the nerve. Do you want to put her on child support? I said, nope, I'm out. I don't want to deal with none of you scumbags ever again. That's basically what I said. I don't want nobody. I don't want to see y'all ever again in my life. No, I don't want to pay her to pay child support. Zeus Martinez, he says, eventually I'll have a wife and kids, goats, and the whole ranch inherited. All in my home state of Zacatetius. He says, dude, still chopping heads off, though. Oh, yeah, it's bad out there. It's bad out there, even in those societies. All right, Das Token says, if you're a black man, your kids are black no matter what. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I don't got no argument against it as long as it's consistent across the board. Janzo Interago, wait, Irragor, I can't pronounce that. Janzo I, coach, I had a client tell me his male friends adopted a child. The child grew to be a teen and then accused him of actual abuse. His reputation is ruined and even adoption is dangerous. Go watch that movie, Instant Family. That's that swore me away from adoption. Any I was like, I'll never adopt. All right, hell no. No way. All right, stepchildren can do this to you. Stepchildren are greatly unappreciative appreciative of their stepparent. Uh, and then they appreciate them after the fact. When the kid's like 27. Oh, I had a wonderful stepdad. But you gave that man holy hell for 20 years. I hate when people come in here. My stepdad, if it wasn't for him, uh, he, my stepdad saved my family. I was like, yeah, you probably treated them like crap the whole time too, all right? And then now you realize as an adult what a big deed he did, but you guys caused him sleepless nights. You stressed them the hell out. You told him you ain't my daddy. Come on, man. I mean, I hate when people do that. And when, when I talk about being a stepdad, they always want to say, well, I had a great stepdad. No, will you be a stepdad? I don't care about you had a great stepdad. All right. He made a sacrifice that you don't even realize. Are you willing to do that? Or ladies, do you have a son that you paid for and invested for him to be the number one man to be elite in this society? Would you want him to come home and, and bring a stepmama home or a single mom home? Would you want him to work that hard uh, and, and parlay off of what you sacrificed for him to be? And then he brings home a straggle daggle. You're going to sign that. You're going to sign that contract. You're going to be like, yeah, son. What a good man. No, you. I guarantee you 70% of you will be like, oh, hell no, stay away from her. All right, but since you're the single mom, since you're the beneficiary, you only see it as favorable to you. Okay, same thing as people who had stepdads and vouch for stepdads. You only see it as a benefit because you benefit from it. Why don't you be the sacrificer and then tell me you support the system? Be the one that's making a sacrifice. I guarantee you it's a different story. Well, I ain't doing that. Yeah, exactly. Period. You don't want to sacrifice. See, 
You want everybody else to sacrifice and then vouch for the system. Terrence B says possible World War Three. I think it's much to do about nothing now. All right. If they wanted to set it off, they would have set it off by now. All right. I think the time has passed. I think they talking now. All right. And if anything happens, they're going to blame it on Ukraine. Russia going to let them come infiltrate. I think I think the time has passed. All right. If they was going to set it off, they would have set it off by now. Uh, Younger retired, no cap, insatiable. In info, he says, challenge accepted, got Viagra and numb cream. Yes, sir. Maryland guy, the taxes I pay as a single guy are ridiculous. That's called a bachelor tax, right? (laughs) He said, nah, Biden already bent over. Uh, Yeah, the bachelor tax is real. Uh, So, again, people will say, there's a bachelor tax. Well, just say it's not a bachelor tax or it is. It's a it's a, an incentive to be married. It's an incentive to be head of household. It's an incentive to have kids. Right. You get um, you get a tax child tax credit. Right. But if you stay single, you get none of that. So that is a bachelor tax. In essence, it's rewarding you. It's rewarding you for taking the plunge and sacrificing. And it'll only get worse and worse because you're easily the ones to tax. Right. They can't tax parents. You know, that's going to hurt their ability to support the child. So they got to go after the people who don't make the sacrifice. So, I mean, and let me see here. Powers that be want war and they're going to push it. I think the, I think I think they want this war. You know what I mean? I think NATO wants Russia to trip. That's only going to give more land to NATO. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think, I think you know, Russia loses. They have nothing to lose. Russia loses. Uh, NATO gets to take over more territory encroach on the rush i mean it is what it is so russia's got a hard they're between a rock and a hard place maryland guy says the taxes i pay i already got that jl says coach with 2020 hindsight which option of the fight you offer would you choose or would you decide to not have kids um of the ones i did i would say surrogacy uh, it is hard and i also i was going to do a stream today about men and women not being compatible i don't think we're compatible Like, we're compatible for a need. Like, if you remove the need for each gender, like, if I remove my sexual need from women and I was able to replicate it myself, would I ever get a woman? And the answer is probably not. Nope. Now, let's say women have their own desires to be, uh, their own needs to be filled. Like, they have their own financial arrangements. They have their own money. They have their own monetary system. They can spend the money without being responsible for it, right? Do they need men? Well, the answer is no. The answer is absolutely not other than to bore children, to bear children. So what we're seeing is exactly that. Women have their own way to monetize themselves. They have their own degrees. So for a certain extent of life, they don't need men. It is only when they say, I need a seed. Then they have to start thinking, I'll go to a sperm bank or I'll get a sperm donor. Uh, absent of that, if they were able to reproduce on their own, they wouldn't need us and we would probably never associate with each other. That's it. That's the bottom line. And you do the same thing. Look at marriages. Look at relationships. If we didn't have that need, we would do nothing for them. And if they didn't have that need, they would do nothing for us. So in that, what I say is we're not compatible. We're only compatible because we have a need. Now, if somebody wants to break that down, I would love it. I was thinking about it. 
like we really typically don't get along. We typically don't see eye to eye. It's typically a power struggle with any simple conversation. They typically view the world one way. We view the world the other way. We see the world from two different points of views. The way we have sex are two different ways. We don't have the sex the same way. They have the sex. They're looking at the ceiling and they're looking up your snotty nose. All right. We're looking down on them, pouring sweat all in their eyeballs. I mean, everything is different. Every point of view and almost anything you do, it literally, there's no agreeable space when, when you're with them. It's like a tug of war the whole time you're with the person. Somebody said TFM broke this down. Shout out to Turd Flinging Monkey. He's had headed game, but of course they kind of, yeah, we're a logical brain. They're an emotional brain. They're artistic and they depend on nurturing. We depend on war and and we're depend on the facts and the details. We're detail oriented. They can multitask because they are over here, rabbit mouse brain. All right, we're over here focused on one and team. We can't, we can't let anything else interfere. We got to focus on that one thing. They don't have responsibility with anything with life. We carry all the responsibility. We're literally two opposite things, but the only thing is we have a need and they have a need. And then we somehow merge that into some sort of compatibility. We balance each other out. I uh, I would say so. Because if I'm overly aggressive and I get somebody that's not a extreme introvert, this is why opposite attracts. Sure, you can balance each other out. If you get two alpha an alpha woman and an alpha man, they'll be at each other's head. This is why if you're an executive, you need a very demure wife. This is why power couples don't work out. I think power couples don't work out. They always at each other's neck. There's always a competition. I think if you're dominant, she needs to be submissive. If she's submissive, I'm sorry, if she's dominant, you need to be submissive. If you're both alpha, it ain't gonna work. If you're both introverts, it ain't going to work. Bill and Hillary. Bill is submissive. Bill is a submissive. Hillary is the dominant. She's the dom. Bill all the time be like, uh-huh, yeah, you know, he ain't passionate about. When have you seen Bill Clinton be passionate about anything? Bill is a submissive, all right? So he's a submissive to Hillary. And he's he has a submissive personality, and 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 Bill uh, Hillary is the dom. <laughs> so it is what it. Just because he like the fornicate doesn't mean he's a, a alpha. I mean he's a, he's the a characteristics of an alpha, but he wanted to slay peacefully. And by the way, they probably had a business arrangement. That's a, neither here or there. All right, that was a business deal. So Hillary had the passion to run the world. And it always been her passion. Um, she went to that school. I can't remember the school name, but they made a movie about the school. They were all about putting these people on that path to dominate. Hillary was always on that mission, and she used Bill to do it. I want to show you a picture. Uh, let me see here. Did I get all the super chats? I want to show you a picture of Hillary during the elections in 1988. I'm going to show you what Hillary was so intelligent uh, to do and, and the way she presented herself. It was genius. What she was doing was genius. Uh, let's see here. She played the role almost to get the seat of the presidency and she fumbled the bag. 
All right, so let me show you. She fumbled the bag on this one. She lost to Trump, of all people. God dang. All right, I mean, she fumbled the bag. She had a, almost a guaranteed spot. So this is Hillary in the 70s and 60s, right? But what she did during the presidency, his presidential run, is she turned herself into a housewife. Check this out. You see this picture right here? She put on that little, what is this thing called? Ladies, what is this thing called right here you put on your head? I call it, a, I can't remember what they call it. Can't remember what they call it. Uh, it's called a, uh, I can't remember what they call it. No, not a wig. It's this little head head thing. She, what's this little head thing they call it? It's like a headband. Alice band. It's this little headband, but they call it something else. Anyway. She put this little head thing, headband on. She made herself look like a housewife. She had made herself look like Barbara Bush. <laughs> right? But really, deep down inside, what, what's the name of the school that she went to? All right. Um, deep down inside, Hillary the whole time was just a raging 100% left-leaning all-out, full-fledged feminist. That's what she was. And she was like that from day one. Day one. And then what she really was, you know what I mean? What she really was was this. You know what I mean? This is really Hillary, man. She was the fighter. You know? She's the, she was the glue. Look at her. I wouldn't mess with that woman right there. All right? She she ain't she ain't nothing to mess with. She more alpha than some of you dudes out here. I'm trying to find a pic. Oh, here it is right here. You see? Look at this picture right here, right here. Look at what Hillary did. She made herself look submissive, look demure. And she had a little scarf. She had her hair down and long. Look at this picture right here. Look how she looking at Bill. She was the dominant. She got her hand wrapped around Bill. Look how she looking in his eyes, bruh. She's a genius. And Bill went along with it. She was like, all right. When she got in the White House, everybody said that she was in the meetings. She was in everything. She was completely involved. Look, see, here's another example. Here's another example of what I'm talking about. You see this little, whatever they call this head thing. Look at how she presented herself. You see what I'm talking about? So when Bill's running for president, she was like, oh, I'm just a little wife. And she looked like a little Kansas house mom. This was all by design. And then when she got up in there, she was like, I'm the boss. She got up there like this. It's called the Alice Band. Okay, Alice Band. Anybody who's anybody remembers this. All right. she Look, here's an example. That's one example. There's two examples right there of her wearing one. Like a Kansas house mom, house mom, house mom. There's another example right there. You see that? It's a, it's a disguise. It, it literally was a, a ingenious plan. She was behind it the whole time. But it is what it is. That That's just stuff you got to know about uh, how it works. And she was always in the middle. She's always in the middle. But look, that's what she really is right there. Shout out to old Hillary. All right, don't come looking my way in here, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And some of you guys married people like that, by the way. All right, look, relevant, wait, relevant music. One of your best shows, CGA. This is a Harvard lecture. Peace, leave, and family costs and require sacrifice. Blue chip mindset. Hashtag Francisco, the tequila guy. I'm going to play it at the end. Uh, thank you, sir. I want people to disagree with me on this one. But I would have to find a way that you disagree with me. I would love it. Oh, by the way, um, I won't be back in the morning. So now y'all going to get mad. Y'all going to be surprised. Hey, wait a minute. He gone. I got a morning appointment, so don't get worried. Uh, zero fallout. He says China making leftover XX's marry broken guys because they are the same value. Shane knew. So somebody did a video about that. Maybe better bachelor did. But I think they're saying in China that there's women age 26 that they're like, hey, y'all got to pair up with somebody. We can't afford to support y'all. And so they pairing them up with broke guys and they're like, y'all one in the same. <laughs> it's crazy. So what's happening here in America is against it's against everything. Right. So you want to say it's a depopulation agenda. OK, whatever. It can be part of that. But to get people to still believe, oh, no, I'm going to wait till 35. I have young women, they're 25. They're like, no, I'm going to get my life right. Then I'm going to go find a guy. I'm like, you cannot be serious. Who plans like that? That is the worst plan of all time. Biologically, that is the worst plan of all time. You're hedging your bets on that you're going to find a willing partner by that age where you finally figured it out. Most of the time, you're not going to figure it out. Let's just be honest. Ladies, raise your hand if you're 32 and got life figured out. Nope. And you're financially stable and you own a house and you got something, and you got something to offer. You think you're going to be stable at 32? You're not. You're not. You're going to be steep in debt. It's a dumb plan, but people have convinced them. No, go to school. Keep going. Keep going to school. Keep going, go, go. Work on your career. Get it all signed up. And then by about by, by, by 29 to 30. And that's you. Divorce. Okay, here we go. Bark, Bakari Leary says, thank you for your show tonight, Coach. Peace, Quiet, and Freedom. The Free Agent Lifestyle book is kept on my coffee table. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. It's the real book. Go get the book. Brown 310, shout out to you. And there's going to be somebody that gives me a stat that says, no, people who get married later in life are more successful. And the divorce rate like is by like, you know, a five, 10% better chance. But are they happily married? Nope. Are they having? No. I'm not happy. <laughs> anyway, man, shout out to the coach game. Thanks for sitting around for three hours. And shout out to Avery Vans. He's here. He's got to do the timestamps. <laughs> All right, shout out to you, man. Appreciate you, Bakari. Get the free agent lifestyle book, and uh, I'm going to go do what I need to do around this house because I am the man of the house in this house, and I got to make everything go. Shout out to the co-parents in the world who fell for the dumbest idea in history. It was basically like splitting hairs. All right, we can't give the woman a custody. We can't give the man a custody. What do we do? We 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 make the kids' life miserable, right? That's what we do. Shout out to the coach gang, man. We out of here, brothers. Peace.